I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. coming and it's not going to be pretty. It's great to have storable food, but when that runs out, what are you going to do? Your best defense against the coming apocalypse is to have seeds so you can grow your own food. So I've been looking for various different seeds for the last couple of years and off the bat, almost all seed companies are the same as long as they're non-GMO, heirloom, yada, yada. But it's the following years that really concern me. So I bought a whole bunch of seeds last year. And when you get seeds, there's, there's a lot of seeds in a pack, a whole lot. You're probably not gonna use them all if you have a small garden. So you wanna make sure they last again the following year. So the best company I found for these seeds is called Survival Essentials. And when you go on their webpage, it says, your best defense against the coming apocalypse. So go to survival-essentials.com, save 10% with promo code DEFIANT and get ready because we're gonna need to eat. And I don't know about y'all, but I don't trust the food in the grocery store anymore. I don't trust it unless I can plant the seed with my own hands and watch it grow with my own eyes and know where it's coming from and feed it to my family. So survival-essentials.com, promo code DEFIANT, saves you 10%. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci, 
We will not comply with Joe Biden, and we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. 
When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join in our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is a duty all the people do, and as we say again, when the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a light around the sun. for a militia. Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land, we unleash the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes 
They just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. In the wind, a flag flies. Oh, say, can you see? The symbol of freedom and bravery. In the wind are the breaths that power its flight. From laughter to prayers to sounds of the fight. In the wind, on land, or even by sea, soldiers and sailors, airmen and marines. In the wind is the scent of black powder and mud, cigarettes in the trenches to cover the blood. In the wind on the shores at Omaha Beach lie the voices we've buried in Normandy. In the wind, headlines send our troops into danger, into harsh lands, brothers in arms, yet still total strangers. In the wind, choppers rumble, bombs burst in the air, boots stomp the ground, a thousand miles stare. In the wind are the howls of the wounded and doomed. Tell my children I love them, it's the least you can do. 
In the wind, bullets whiz. In the wind, prayers are said. In the wind, we play taps to honor our dead. In the wind, a tear falls. A gold star is created. Another folded flag on behalf of a grateful nation. In the wind, men have marched to the ends of the earth, trading life for freedom, for that's what it's worth. In the wind, at first light, we hoist up old glory for all to see as the wind softly muffles a trumpet's reveille. In the wind are the whispers of the birth of a nation and the voices of soldiers from all generations. In the wind are the echoes of the fight to stay free. In the wind are the tearful shouts of victory. In the wind we remember with celebrations and chatter, a way to say thank you, their sacrifice matters. In the wind flies a flag of a people resolved, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And it's the glory A hundred stripes, a hundred stories It's the pledge of allegiance on the 4th of July It's them handwritten letters from home It's them sleepless nights alone It's his newborn baby he left with his wife Mr. Red, White, and Blue Swamps of Louisiana To the golden coast of California Uncle Sam's the only family he's got His purple heartbeat won't stop And his 18th birthday was the day he was born Mr. Red, White, and Blue Lay down his life Mr. Red,
I cherish the memories of a question my grandson asked me the other day when he said, Grandpa, were you a hero in the war? Grandpa said, no. But I served in a company of heroes. Let us, young and old, join together, as did the First Continental Congress, in the first step, in humble heartfelt prayer. Let us do so for the love of God and His great goodness, in search of His guidance and the grace of repentance. Almighty Father, if it is Your holy will that we shall obtain a place and name among the nations of the earth, grant that we may be enabled to show our gratitude for Your goodness by our endeavors to fear and obey you. Save us from violence, discord, and confusion, from pride and arrogance, and from every evil way. Defend our liberties, and fashion into one united people the multitude brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. Endow with your spirit of wisdom those whom in your name we entrust the authority of government that there may be justice and peace at home, and that through obedience to your law, we may show forth your praise among the nations of the earth. In time of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness, and in the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in you to fail. With malice toward none, with charity for all, with firmness in the right as you give us to see the right, let us finish the work we are in to bind up the nation's wounds, to care for him who shall have borne the battle, and for his widow, and for his orphans. Continue to guide and sustain us in the great unfinished tasks of achieving peace, justice, and understanding among all men and nations, and of ending misery and suffering wherever they exist. For we are given power not to advance our own purposes, nor to make a great show in the world, nor a name. There is but one just use of power, and it is to serve people. Help us to remember it, Lord. God be with us as you were with our fathers. May you not leave us or forsake us, so that we may incline our hearts to you, to walk in all your ways, that all peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God. There is no other. Amen.
back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved, better half. v Hello, Patriots. Well, fucking A, it's Independence Day. I hope you all had a fucking fantastic day. Um, trying something a little different tonight. We'll see how this works. Not really sure how this is going to go. Yeah, we, uh, with the continuing, well, stream yard issues. issues, I'll tell you what. And then... The Twitter shit going on. So if you all recall last night, I could not download any clips and I generally pull clips off of Twitter. Um, couldn't download anything. And I think it has to do with uh, da- oh, Elon. Elon's uh, data mining blocking because yeah. it will not let me download clips to Wondershare. So we went back to broadcasting from Chrome and it looks like they may have fixed the issues they had on there and, uh, and we'll be playing clips directly off of the internet so we'll see how that works should be interesting either way happy independence day fuckers i'm glad you're here i hope you had a great day let's drink some beer let's smoke some weed and let's have a good time because that's what we're going to do tonight well first off let's tell people what we did on our independence day oh yeah well well, first of all no not just yet because that's dark and dirty i don't want to get into that really this is supposed to be a good time not fucking dark and dirty i know but we get the dark and dirty shit with over with first and then we can get into the good all right time. fine do your dark and dirty shit because we went to see the sound of freedom this morning and holy shit if you haven't made plans to go see it yet please do so and bring your children because i'm gonna bring our kids back to go see it i didn't bring them at first because i wasn't sure how graphic it was or how much I wanted to expose them to. But then I was thinking about it. I wrote a sub stack on it under the Archangels Among Us sub stack. Um, and I think it's something they need to see because we live in a dirty world. We live in an evil world right now. For now, won't be forever, but for now, you can't, you're not always going to be there to protect your kids. Guys, I got to tell you, I was in the movie theater and of course I go everywhere armed. Mm-hmm. Took me a lot not to shoot that screen. <clears throat> Took yeah. me a lot. There, AMC is lucky right now. There's not a bunch of holes in that fucking screen because I was about to drill motherfuckers just because I've seen that type of shit before in front of me. Yeah, people don't talk about this, folks. The understand what this guy did. First of all, when you see the story and you understand what he did, and then you find out that this motherfucker testified for ten days in Congress. How many of you knew about this? Mm-hmm. How many? How many of you knew that this guy testified? Tim Ballard for fucking 10 days in Congress. Yeah. How many of you knew it took five years for this movie to come out? I knew that. Why? I heard about it when it was being made five years ago. Why did it I take heard about it three five... years ago when it was done because they it... couldn't get the funding because exactly. no one would pay for it. Nobody would touch it. And they wouldn't touch it. Why is that folks? Because it's all corrupt. Mm-hmm. The government does not want this movie out there I'm telling you right now, the government is shitting their brains out Honestly. because this is something they've covered up since think about it. I was talking to my best friend today and he tell you what, amazing. Uh, he, he got to come with us too, got to see it. Um, and he enjoyed it. He came out of there going, you know, I hope this opens people's eyes because like, I don't understand how we look at kids and we, we don't say that there's one group of people we should save like for instance the night i i'm always reminded of what an old friend of mine uh, he eventually became a friend eventually and initially he was just a leader he told me he said tell me something you know what would you do on the titanic because we were talking about you know you get into a firefight and you got to get up and move and you're wondering hey shit if i get up i'm gonna get shot he said well think about it this way if you're worried about that imagine that you're on the titanic 
imagine somebody comes in and you're already on a boat on one of the life lifeboats and there's a child standing there. What are you going to do? If you're any sort of a human being, you're going to give up your seat for that kid and you're going to stay on the Titanic and go down with the ship. This shit is. Or you're going to be smart, look around and realize the lifeboat's not nearly close enough to full and they can handle a lot more people and you're going to bring the kid and everyone else on there too. But. Well, it's a possibility. <laughs> but back then they weren't. So it, my point is this. We, this is, it requires a modicum of bravery. Not only that, dude, go out and force. We went out, that theater was packed today. Yeah. That fucking theater was packed. And this is the t-shirt we, we was wearing when we walked in too. And everybody said, damn, that's a good looking t-shirt. We said, said 1776. It has been. We had to go to the shitty theater. Like, um, you know, we had to stand in line at the concession stand, even though we'd already bought our tickets online to, you know, to, to scan it because they don't have the kiosks and they don't have the stadium seating and none of that didn't matter. We had to go there because uh, it was already sold out at all of the other nicer theaters around for the morning show. For the morning show was already sold out everywhere. But believe me this, when that theater, when that movie ended, it was a standing ovation. Oh yeah. People stood up, started clapping. Yep. Dead serious. No one, no one got up and went to the bathroom during the, during the movie. Not a single person, yep. not one. And we were sitting right in the front row. Like you had to, and again, shitty theater. You had to go past us to get out. No one. Not so one. just to give you an idea, it, definitely something you want to go see. Yeah. If you don't know anything about child trafficking, this is something you want to go see. And it's even worse than what they showed. And there's so much more to it. Yeah. I get it. There's a lot of shit they can't put out. But the markings alone, the crown is so important. It's such an important marking. It's one of the most important when it comes to child trafficking. It's the same crown that's on the Starbucks lady's head. Dead serious. If you don't know what it looks like, go look at it. If you ever see that crown, that's child trafficking. I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. If it's tattooed on someone, they've either been trafficked or they're... There's a... Uh, <clears throat> there's words here. Noctos, uh, noctorum duum, which is... Uh, they do it in Latin on kids wrists if you find a tattoo like that they've been trafficked that's sex trafficking that's how you can tell the italian sex traffic slave trade that's really what it is it's not really sex trafficking it's just slave trade they don't always use the kids for sex yeah there's more people 880 million kids were abducted last year in the United States. No, 800,000. Or 800,000. There's not 880 million Sorry, people in the United right, States. Sorry, you're right, 800,000. 800,000 children were, were abducted in the U.S. Taken, gone. And Sold in Europe, 250,000, you were right behind us. You were the next one down. Yep. Just to give you an idea. Think about that. It's a lot of fucking kids. More than three times as many children are stolen from the United States every year than from all of Europe. Think about that. It's... And that the American kids get shipped overseas and the foreign kids get shipped here. And the United States is the hub of child trafficking. More kids are trafficked, sold into slavery, abused, raped, sodomized here in the States than anywhere else in the world. We are Babylon. You want to know why there's a, <clears throat> a fucking... A volcano erupting in Ohio, Illinois, Illinois, mm -hmm. 
Really? Do you have to ask? Remember, one of the things I remember my, I reminded my buddy of when we were on our way back from the movie, he said, you know, Jim Caviezel, you know, he was Jesus in, you know, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. I said, yeah, I know. That's and he's why like, chose him for this movie. He was like, well, what caught him into the child sex trafficking? I said, Q, he's a big Q fan. He's a big Q fan. Yep. Because when he started researching the child sex trafficking, he started finding out that Q wasn't lying. It's going on everywhere. It happens everywhere in the world. Here, there, overseas. It doesn't matter where you're at. It happens everywhere. Kids constantly being sold into, into sex slavery. It's disgusting. And if you think that it can't happen in your town, let me tell you what already is happening in your town. And if you think that it can't happen to your children, let me tell you that it most definitely can happen to your children. I, I think about the milk boxes back in the day when we were kids. I remember growing up, my mom would go get this Marcus Dairy Red mm -hmm. milk box. And on the back of it, there was a missing kid postage stamp. And my buddy was like, yeah, I remember that. You know, the numbers were different for each one of those. Mm -hmm. Those weren't for looking for kids or trying to find missing kids. No, it's a bit on them. Those were for buying kids. Okay. And guess what that was started by? Notice how that disappeared pretty much really fucking quick. But guess who that, who started that? Um, Walsh. Yes. Yep. Yep. John Walsh. John Walsh did. I, I don't know. You, you could say what you want. It's corrupted every part of our society. <clears throat> it's about time we as Americans stand up and say no more. God's children are not for sale. It, bingo and end it with that because this this shit can't go on we can't have a society that exists if you're smuggling kids out of the country and bringing other kids in for fucking weirdos no the weirdos need to be taken out and fucking shot that's it period there, there's no trial there's no need for a trial if i find one fucking picture of fucking some underage kid naked on your computer you should get shot in the forehead period I, I don't, there's no reason that any adult should be doing that to kids. My opinion. Yep. N none whatsoever. Just, hey, but definitely go see it because it is worth it. It is worth every minute of it. And do me a favor. You know what? Grab that one friend who you know is not going to go see it and just drag their fucking ass down there and say, watch this. This isn't political. This isn't political. No. This isn't left. This isn't right. This isn't center. This is about the kids. These are about your kids. How many of you would be able to go to bed at night if you have an empty bed in your house? Just ask yourself that. Could you go to bed knowing that one of your kids is not in your house and asleep or safe and asleep? You didn't know where they were. Yeah, we could line them up and save ammo. The 50 cal goes through a lot of heads. Let me tell you something. Trust me, I've hit a bunch. And you know what? You know what I particularly loved about the movie? And they didn't really go in depth into it. And I know there's a, a big story behind that. But Tim Ballard's wife, he says that she was she was the inspiration. She told him, you go down there for as long as you have to and you save that child. Well, it also she, helped. It also helped. Time out. Before we start going on the godly, saintly route with her, before <laughs> we get into this, let's pull out all the details. And it's not that I'm trying to slight her. I'm not. Yeah. But it also helped that she was a hell of a lawyer. 
And she was making a ton of money at the time. Yeah. And she had, they have six kids of their own. I mean, that was, that was a good thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no, it doesn't. It, they didn't even show you the truly evil no, shit. No, no, no. They gloss over it. They, 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 they slide over they, it. They, and which is why I said to bring your children because they don't go into the, the graphic detail. They leave a lot up to the imagination. Unfortunately, my imagination is a lot dirtier than what they had planned for is or darker, darker. Cause I've, I've already seen too much. Um, but so it is, it is something that you can bring your children to because it's not that horrible graphic detail, but it gets the point across enough that your children will understand what to look out for. Yeah. So the sad part of this story is the dad got sucked into that. And that was the worst part. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. It, it, he was completely naive. And, you know, um, your friend made the comment to me because he came with us and he said, uh, he was the only one that showed up for the kids. Yeah. He was the only one that didn't know what was going on. The rest of them sold their kids. They knew. That's the point. Yep. And he makes a deal in the beginning. This is why it's so disgusting because he makes a deal in the beginning with some other pedophile. And he makes him believe that he too is a pedophile. And when you realize that all of a sudden he realized that this motherfucker is a pedophile, he all of a sudden started opening up like everybody else was supposed to get kids too. Like, hey, if you bribe all the cops with kids, it's good. And... I, oh man, I, I don't know I, to do that. I couldn't do that. Mm. See, I couldn't be in a room with that person. I would have killed him. I would have just murdered him. It wouldn't have even been fair. He wouldn't have had a chance. He wouldn't have left that room alive. And I would have ensured that I tore his throat out and fucking stuffed it up his own asshole yeah. just to make sure that when he was suffocating to death, that he knew his throat, the one thing that could save him is stuffed up his butthole. No, you just saved the kids first. And then you'd have gone back and done that. Well, I would have made sure it was something. But you could fucking you could horrendous. turn that off and play that role in order to save the children. I know you could. I don't know. I don't know if I could because that's just like that first guy. I'm more like that first guy in the beginning. Yeah. I was more like him. Like I'd see that shit and that shit just disgust the fuck out of me. I cannot. I know. They never sent me in, in to talk to anybody like that because they knew I'd fucking end up killing them. True. Just they would have said some shit and I, they would have gotten dick punched right there in the end of it. Okay. Nuts gone. It's true. That's true. Where'd your nuts go? Oh, they're on the wall. <laughs> and over there. <laughs> they kind of went, woo. So uh yeah, Leo, we've tried not to really give any spoiler alerts. Trust honestly. me, there's not there's not much there. We did not give we, you anything. We really didn't give any spoiler alerts. Go watch it. You're still gonna love you, the movie. Gotta it go, really is go see it. It's actually like my buddy said, he came out, he's just like, you know, this is the first movie I've been to that didn't involve a comic book, that didn't involve the superhero, that didn't involve something stupid, This and that I enjoyed. Yeah. So, and he, even he was behind it. He took pictures, and he sent his whole family the, tickets. The QR code at the, the end. He, he, bought, he tickets bought tickets for his whole family and yep. sent it to him. Yep. Said, you need to go see this video. Yep. I Just saying, folks, this is a movie. It, bring... Bring your best friend that doesn't even want to watch this shit. 
yeah. because they need to see this. This is going on. He, 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 the line that we heard over and over again, the, hey, this is going to be bigger than the international arms trade, the black market arms trade. It already is. It, it, it is already. So that's the reason you go see this because people aren't even aware. This shit, Ice Cube, Ice Cube just came out to Joe Rogan about this. Swear to God, he just had a conversation with Joe Rogan. I've seen this happen in Hollywood. I know this. I'm not a part of their team. That's how serious this shit is. Leo, pre-ticket sales. 10 million. Topped the Hollywood record of 10 million. Um, beat out Indiana Jones by 7.2 7 million. Yeah. Indiana Jones had like 3 million in pre-ticket sales. That apparently woke piece of crap. So, um, apparently I heard, yeah, Indiana Jones is now gone woke too. Yep. Thanks Disney. That's about right. Cause they had 10 million in sales, 1.2 million tickets sold. So it was uh, $9 a ticket. So yeah, that's right. Yep. Whew. That was a, that was a hell of a way to, and I honestly, I'd say go see it soon because, um, it would not surprise me if they like shut down the power grid just to stop this movie. Seriously. It lays out how kids are getting into our country. It lays out everything that I told you the other night about everything else. I told you they have, um, remember what I told you about the dots. I'm dead serious about those dots folks. It used to be triangles. Now it's dots. If you see those, you're outside the United States. That's what that means. Just so you're all aware. It goes into how they load them into a, a cargo container, send them overseas on a boat. And you know what happens if their buyer falls through at the other end? Kids get sold off somewhere else. Sometimes they just leave them. In the container on the ship. Mm -hmm. They put them on a barge and set them adrift. Done it before. Josh will tell you about it. Exactly. Josh came across one of those barges once of kids abandoned in the middle of the ocean. Look, and all you vets know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. You don't want to admit it, but you've seen it. You know you have. You've been over, you've been downrange. You've been overseas. You've seen the weird shit. You've seen the people escorting the old men escorting little kids. Get the fuck out of here. That makes any sense anywhere in the world. Okay? Don't start that shit with me. Oh, well, it makes no, it doesn't. It makes no sense. And they're coming across borders. We we watched it happen in Afghanistan, all over the fucking place. Luckily, we watch it happen at the southern border all the time. We asked over and over again, where are you going with those kids? Oh, well, it's not such a big deal. No, it's kind of a big deal. We kind of want to know. Oh, Wayfair has all kind of, they were selling cabinets for like $12,000, like piece of shit Ikea particle board cabinets for $12,000 with a name on it. And that name. That was doing the Super Bowl three years ago. That name would match up with a missing child. Somewhere in the States or somewhere overseas. Yeah. It was absolutely real. Why do you think when they tried to search for Q the first time around, when they pinged his website, it went back to a Filipino pedophile? pedophile. Mm -hmm. He was one of the biggest traffickers of kids outside of the, uh, of the Philippines. And the and United States was able to do something about it because... Tim Ballard's testimony enabled them to change legislation 
So because before that, no, 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 bullshit. Kind of hands no, off. No bullshit, bullshit. What they did was they covered it up. Oh, they did cover they, it up. They completely whitewashed it and made it turn into nothing. And nobody's heard about it. Everybody's kept their mouth shut. Why? Because we don't want to talk about this shit at parties. We don't want to talk about this shit when you're on your first date. Nobody wants to talk about child, child sex trafficking and child sex slavery. But maybe we talk about it and maybe that's how we get people to talk about it. Just saying. You're right, Cisco. Many times the truth is worse than fiction. Um, you know, what's interesting. I found in the previews and I don't know how much Angel Studios or, you know, the the primary driver of the movie that's playing has to do with the previews that are shown previously. I don't know if there's any correlation there at all. Um, but all of the previews, if you noticed, were for mostly like feel good, inspirational stories, all based on true stories. I, I would say like 75% of the previews were based on true stories. Well, good. Exactly. Good. Good. Don't, yeah. don't feed Hollywood. That's yeah. one of the things I like about this is. And they weren't all coming out of angel studios. That was the thing. No, like, syncope and one. angel yeah. studios were both together. Syncope and angel studios worked together. Yeah. So syncope was doing, but there was another one that was like a, yeah. a you know, mainstream, like an IMAX or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that was a syncope. That was uh whatchamacallit. That's about the doctor from, um, the atom bomb, the, um, oh fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The doctor's name. I want to go see that one. Actually. That's actually a really good movie. Yeah. Supposed it's supposed to be. I really want to see that though. Yes. The movie was that good Griff. It really and, was. And yes, Sparky Hollywood is dead. And so is Disney. Yeah. And let me tell you something. They just haven't figured it out yet because it's about to happen. The craziest thing is Bud Light. Look at Bud Light. Holy shit. They just shut down one of their bottling plants. They make, they, they shut down a bottling plant, put 800 and, 60 something Americans out of a job. Guess what? They didn't. You all did. We stopped buying Bud Light. There's a uh, guy, <clears throat> the guy that right up the street from where my boss, where our, our shop is, there's a beverage company went up there today. And uh, I walked up and the kid that owns the place, he's sitting across the desk and I, put my beer up and I said, holy shit. I said, there's a lot of Bud Light back there. Having a little problem selling that, are you? He said, yeah. He said, that's going to end up costing me money. So what do you mean? He's like, I already bought that. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, that sucks. So I guess if you got a good uh, beverage dude that you guys work with and you know him, as long, you know, I'd make the deal. I'd say as long as you don't buy any more Bud Light, I'll save your business and buy the Bud Light from you, but you can't buy any more. I don't want to see any more on your shelf. That's what I would do. Most of those companies, because Anheuser-Busch is, I mean, Pepsi and all that. Um, yeah, but they're independent distributors. 90% of them come from independent distributors. But they, those independent distributors have a contract with the initial bottling company, Anheuser-Busch, et cetera, where once it expires, if it hasn't sold, they can return it. Okay. Well, I hope that can happen so, for him because yeah, he's got a ton. I mean, his freezer is still packed. He'll I was lose, sitting there looking at it going, holy shit. He'll lose a little bit of money, you know, because they'll, they'll give him like basically their cost back for it, you know? So, I mean, he wouldn't make the money that he would make selling it retail, but he should basically break even. 
but he's got to wait for it to expire. I'm just saying a lot of take a year. The alcohol stores, the beer shops, the ABC shops and shit. They shouldn't suffer from this. They Why? really shouldn't. Bud Light should. And, you know, I you still go to the same just because he's selling it. I don't give a shit. I know he's got to because you have to. You cannot not sell it. It was the number one beer in America until a month ago. Who who didn't stop? stock bud light that would just be a bad business decision exactly but i mean i just i i when i was talking to him he's just like yeah i wish i could do that he's like i wish i could make that make that deal because i would fuck that shit he doesn't want to have anything to do with bud like yeah. he's with us yeah he's like nope <laughs> they went woke i don't want to carry him yeah. but you know what he now he's got a bill to pay though because He's got all that Bud Light sitting back there and he ain't moving none of it. I mean, that shit had dust on it. Mm -hmm. I was in the refrigerator and it had dust on it. How do you get, you, you know, beer hasn't moved when you're in the walk-in cooler and it's got dust on it. Yeah. Just saying. Harley. Yeah. I heard Harley was too. Yep. I heard Harley went woke as well. Is that true? I, I don't follow Harley that much, but. Sparky, I'm not sure about Chris Pratt. Uh, yeah. He, he, uh, hmm, there's some questions there. Mm -hmm. Weird ones. But anyway, we okay. do have a couple of clips we got to get to tonight, but yeah. we're going to have some fun. Uh, most of these are somewhat humorous. We're not going to, well, sort of delve too much in dark shit. This one's um, an interesting perspective on what Elon's. <laughs> data mining is going to before we get into that in, before we get into the data mining block because mm. you posted something last night that okay. i want to bring some attention to yes we got a message last night there was this message that went floating around twitter we were uh, up until all hours of the morning trying yeah. to research it trying to find out more about it um and i've asked out to my sources i haven't heard anything but bring that message up for me would you and read it just yeah. so everybody can hear it real quick just so we all know what we're talking about just in case you didn't see it make sure everybody's on the same sheet of music before we start talking about it what the fuck what did you hit though i didn't hit anything i didn't even touch it I don't know. we I, took it out of the fucking dock i'm, I'm getting rid of it dude that thing that keeps popping up randomly like i didn't touch the mouse i didn't touch the computer nothing it's gone that's I'm so get rid of it seriously right, so just okay. go get the I'm I'm looking. The fucking thing, huh? But we found this, um, or B Lynn found it on Someone on Twitter. Somebody sent it to her. Okay. Uh, and this was floating around 4chan. It says, I am a lurker and we'll get straight to the point. This is not a happening thread. This is hundred percent real. On July 4th or 5th, the United States will bomb the Zaporizhia power plant located near the city of and her Hodar in southern Ukraine. I don't care anymore. I'll be 100% honest with you guys. I'm a Marine Corps infantry vet who is now working for the United States government in electronic espionage and have been for the last five years. The Ukrainian government and the United States government are working together in order to bomb the Zaporizhia uh, plant and blame the nuclear meltdown on Russia, thus giving us immediate authority to use tactical nuclear warheads on Moscow. Uh, Novo, Sibirsk, Kazan, and Omsk. This will tri trigger the Russians to throw everything they have back at the U.S. Thunderstorms are likely in Enerhodar, Ukraine, on the 4th, so that's the only reason it may be pushed to the 5th. 
You have 72 hours maximum to prepare for nuclear war, hopefully 96 if the Russians are slow to respond. And we have all been told to stay home and prepare. We've been given $15,000 bonuses each to buy survival supplies if necessary. And our offices in Yorkville, Virginia have been closed down permanently. So this is a define, not a conspiracy theory. Please prepare, guys. I love you all, and I will happily reply to any questions you have. Um, so first off, Yorkville, Virginia. There is not actually a Yorkville, Virginia. There is a Yorktown, Virginia. In Yorktown, Virginia, however, there is a Yorkville Road. On Yorkville Road, there is a government contractor facility. Office building, that kind of a thing. Um, that was the first thing that I delved into. Um, could it happen? Sure. Why not? They fucking blew up the Nord Stream pipelines. <clears throat> they blew up the dam. <clears throat> think, think about this. Okay. What happens if the Zaporizhia plant gets hit with a, a weapon and it melts down, basically causing another Chernobyl? What does that give authority for Russia to do? Uh, and Russia did not conduct a strike. And if Russia can prove that they did not conduct the strike, what does that give Russia authority to do? First strike. Mm -hmm. Or, well, actually the second strike because we already hit them once. They would consider us the first strike. And so they have retali retaliation authority. Retaliatory. Retaliatory. Retaliation. So then they shoot a missile at us. Next thing you know, our missiles cross in the sky. It hits Chicago. Yeah, there's a Where fucking there's a volcano. volcano fucking underneath. And then the next thing you know, fire is raining all over the U.S. And all of our missiles hit where they're supposed to hit. And there's fire rain pouring out in Europe. Not to fear monger. We're just conspiracy theorists. Yeah. It's all we are. Mm -hmm. That's what they call us. But that's fine. I, I'll deal with it. But. The thing that really got me on this is the fact that he jumped right out and he said, look, I, I, I used to be in Marine Corps infantry. So he, he's not the sharpest crayon in the box. However, I mean, he did he say he's a veteran. He's working so for the United States way. government in electronic espionage. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a big one to put forward. I'm sorry. There's not a lot of spies that say, Hey, by the way, I'm a spy. Oh, and by the way, I do it through your computer and I don't do it to your face. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So there's some truth there. And can we verify it? No. Could it be a, a thousand percent bullshit? Absolutely. But when would you want to, if you wanted to do something, let, let's just say you wanted to conduct a strike on something and you think you're going to get the people behind you, when would you do it? If you were going to do something like that. Independence Day. A thousand percent. If you were doing it in Mexico, it would be Cinco de Mayo. If you were doing it in Jamaica, it would be, what, August 2nd or whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, you know. Or yeah. within the month of August, I believe. July 4th here or right around there. And my question is, is it is it really Ukraine? Maybe it's us. Of course it's us. No, no, no. I mean, not us hitting that Zaporizhia plant. What if what he's saying is Zaporizhia is not going to get hit at all? What if it's us going to get hit? Wouldn't it make sense? I mean, if you hit us in one of our power plants, we kind of lose our fucking minds. Look, I don't know. It's crazy. It seems believable. 
it seems like there's some truth there. I almost want to say that, you know, maybe that's the other part of Q. And now we're going to start seeing these military guys start dropping shit left, right, and center saying, hey, look, no, fuck this shit. I'm, I'm not playing this game anymore. This guy did it. I can do and these guys get on 4chan and start dropping information, start saying, fuck the government. They're going to fuck us. They're trying to get us into a real war. Just saying. Get ready. Yeah. Get fucking ready. If you're not ready, it, we've, been, we've been screaming it up and down. If you're not growing your own food, if you're not preparing for yourself, you're not going to be ready when the rest of this shit hits. Make sure you know you're... I called... Everybody I thought I needed to call last night said, hey, what's your fallback plan? Make sure your fallback plan involves Georgia. That includes all of you fuckers as well. If you guys find yourself backed up against a wall and you need to get the fuck out, come on down to Georgia. Dead serious. We'll regroup, rest, refit, and head back north when the time's right. Hmm. As a group. Or west. Or west, depending on where we have to go. Yep. Dead serious. It, it, this is not the time to be fucking around. Not if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Crucify me. Do it. If I'm not though, and I am right. What are your plans? This is the time you need to start finalizing those plans. Where are you going? What are you doing? What are you going to use for communication? What are you going to use for power? What are you going to use for transportation? What are you going to use for mobility? Water, All of those food. things. Medicines all have to come into account now, especially if you're going to move a long distance. So think about it. Take it for what you will. You want to say that I'm fucking banging the war drum? Fine. Tell me I'm banging the war drum. But listen to me when I say this. How we defend from biochemical warfare with the plants that God gave us and prayer. There's a lot of ways. And to fasting. Defend against it. But think about this. We can't leave here. We have to stay. We can't just get up and go. Where are we going to go? What, are we going to go to Canada? What, you think Drew Dope's going to fucking save your ass? Get the fuck out of here. That little faggot fucking can barely even save his own ass. How will you communicate when electromagnetic bombs will be triggered? We're building a Faraday cage, um, getting a ham radio. What is it? What exactly is a neutron strike? I'd love to know what a neutron Mm -hmm. strike is. Canada's already fallen. Well, that's probably true, but we can't fall back anywhere else. We have the U.S. That's it. We have to control what's in our borders. And if the government's not going to do it, then the people have to stand up and do it. That's it. Um, A a lot of people will die. Neo, you're right. But some will survive. People will survive. What is a neutron? We we don't have a neutron bomb. We have a nuclear bomb. We have a hydrogen bomb. We have a hydrostatic gel bomb. We don't have a neutron bomb. We've never had a neutron bomb. No, that's called a, that's where you're wrong. That's a hydrogen bomb. The nuclear that bomb is not eradicating flesh. That is not a nuclear bomb. A nuclear bomb will destroy everything. A hydrogen mm-hmm. bomb was supposedly is supposed to just destroy flesh and not blow out buildings. However, what they found when they lost one just off the coast of Savannah, guess what? They found out that the motherfucker destroys everything too. So the hydrogen bomb really didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're right, Thomas. Zero people died from COVID. It was the flu. Did the homeless die? No. Nope. Did the Amish die? No. Nope. The only people that died were the people that went and got injected. 
and that went to the hospital because they got put on a ventilator and given remdesivir and they went out the back door in a body bag. Yep. This is all, uh, if this happens, I'm just telling you, all I'm saying is get ready. Just prepare yourself. Have your plans in place. If you don't have your plans in place, you ain't never going to figure it out. It, it's going to be too late by the time it happens. So figure it out, figure out where you're going to go, what you're going to do. And eventually, once America figures it out, we'll uh, eventually we will fight back whatever's left. I know that because mm -hmm. we're not going to stand around and just let it happen. There's not an American out there that I think will stand around and let it happen. Mio, you sound very black-pilled, love. You need to find God. Trust me. There's I've a reason there. why we played the three birds last night. I've been there. Trust me. But this is uh But that was the, that was okay. the warning. There was another warning that came out with it. There was another message. I saw the other message later on. He answered somebody with another message. Um it wasn't didn't have anything really in it. It was just like stupid shit. But uh if the guy's right, hey, thank you. We appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Glad you're not sitting in the corner eating crants. I'm glad, glad somebody's actually saying something because we need more people to start speaking up. And there's a bunch of you that work for the government that listen to this show. And I tell you right now, if you see some fucking bullshit, dead serious, don't, don't be afraid. Email. We'll put it out there. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit because fuck them. They, this, this crap's got to stop. And the only way we stop this is with truth and everybody's seeing what's really going on. Look what's going on with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden right now. It's the same shit. Nothing's changed. Mm -hmm. But guess what's getting more trash? I saw it, fuck, on NBC today. They're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop. Hmm. The fact that Hunter Biden had some WhatsApp messages with old Joe Biden on NBC of all channels. It's the last place I ever thought I'd ever hear it talked about there, but they're starting... They're just starting to talk about it. They're not even talking about half the shit we already know. They're trying to make this out like this is all brand new shit. It's not brand new. We've known what's on the hard drive forever now. We've known that he was fucking kids. We know that he was fucking doing stupid shit with crack and coke. We know that he was a fucking idiot. We know that he was talking to China. We know that his dad got him the job. That's not nothing new to us. Welcome to the party. That's what I like to tell people. Now you understand where we've been. We've known all of this. This is nothing new. You're just catching up. Keep catching up because I got more. Because we got a lot more. Yep. Joe's so, done a lot. <clears throat> anyway, DARPA apparently is going to have some serious issues with Elon's um, little idea. Oh, DARPA will. Mm -hmm. Real. Yeah, that's what this guy's saying. Check this out. Um, I think I need to come over here and play it. Thanks. Cold Water Canyon in Hollywood. And thought I would record my take on this new rate limit controversy happening right now on Twitter with Elon Musk limiting uh, Twitter access to 6,000 and now 8,000 tweets per day for verified users and 600 to 800 for non-verified. And I'm gonna uh, sort of address this issue from the perspective of the censorship industry because it's a really fascinating thing that Musk just did with, with wide ranging implications for the science of censorship. So uh, for those who've been following me and Foundation for Freedom Online for some time, you know that uh, AI censorship is where all of the magic happens. You know, the Twitter files showed how you know, the FBI might come in and, and you know, get 22 tweets censored. But AI was how uh, EIP 
and other type of uh, third-party censorship groups were able to get 22 million tweets censored. So the order of, of it's you know, that's six orders of magnitude, right? There's, it, it's, a, it's a completely different animal. You could not censor the internet before 2016 at the kind of scale that you do now because you have AI censorship models. That is, there's a AI censorship death star that has been under construction and innovation and renovation uh, you know, every, every week, every month, every year for the past six, seven years now. And it all relies on massive scraping of Twitter data in order to build these models and databases to track trending narratives, to systematically surveil and build sort of intelligence dossiers, and to track and to turn down all at once communities online, you know, political communities, uh, social or public health communities, you know, uh, any you know, climate communities. I mean, the, you name it, whatever the sensitive policy issue of the day is, you can use this massive Twitter scraping capacity to ingest everyone's tweets and then disambiguate out all of the words that they're using, the hashtags, the themes, the memes, and to build this sort of code book of, of, of online communities that can then be used for mass censorship, that is used for mass censorship. So a good example of this is how did EIP end up getting 22 million tweets classified as information? Well, first, they, you know, they didn't flag 22 million by hand. This was something that Mehdi Hassan, the MSNBC host, uh, flagrantly deceived his millions of viewers about they when he said, oh, they only flagged 3000, not 22 million. Hardy, hardy, hardy. So you're only off by 21.7 million. Uh, no, you butthead. Uh, actually, what happened was is they used AI to designate 22 million because they scraped 859 million tweets to build their AI model of which they said 22 million constituted uh, misinformation. OK, so, yeah, the 3000 was just the tip of the 22 million iceberg because back in in the twitter iteration before today these third-party censorship consortiums could just mass ingest hundreds of millions of tweets all at once in order to build these vast censorship models in order to control all of public conversation all at once now look at that time they also had captured the trust and safety teams at Twitter. So it was very easy for them to build that model and then, you know, basically target those 22 million uh, tweets and all the, you know, hundreds of thousands of accounts and have those be automatically throttled because they were controlling the actual enforcement arms as well. It's unclear if that continues to be the case, but the fact is, is that Twitter is by far and away the intelligence agency, the State Department, the Defense Department, and the NGO Plex um, social media platform par excellence. They much prefer the, the intel they can scrape from Twitter than from any other social media company. And there's good reason for this, I guess, other than LinkedIn, you, you, I'd say, and, and they would say. And part of that is because of tw Twitter is not a walled garden like Facebook. Facebook is also a social media uh, you know, platform, obviously, but it's most private accounts you can only access if you are friends with that person or friends of a friend. Twitter does, did not have that. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me, uh, let me real quick. Beelan walked out of the room, of course. So I've got to do everything here. Hold on. Stay by one second. I'm working at it. 
it takes me a little bit to get there because I just got this. It's kind of cool. It's weird. We were just talking about this. I just got these two messages. This is nuts. Check this shit out. Let me read the first one to y'all because just sent to me breaking Zelensky told Macron Russia is planning a dangerous provoca provocations at the Zachariah power plant. Hmm. Got another one too from another person. Uh, Russia and Ukraine accuse each other of plotting imminent attack on nuclear power plant in Zachariah. Hmm. Weird. Weird how everybody's talking about this now that we, you know, people started bringing it to the forefront. I don't know. Does anybody else think that's a little weird? That just saying for asking for a friend. I think it is just weird. It's getting passed around now. Um, and, uh, YouTube is a, there's a giant divide between producers and consumers. Um, consumers on, on YouTube are not cre content creators. That's not the case on Twitter. Every Twitter user is a content creator when they click the retweet button. And so you can, you can map real time narrative emergence on Twitter in a way that you can't do on any other social media platform. And that has been used by the CIA, the state department, the defense department, hundreds of censorship government-funded NGOs, uh, uh, centers, nonprofits, foundations, university, quote-unquote, research uh, centers, and, and uh, the works. It's in order to build their social media censorship Death Star, they need to be able to scrape hundreds of millions of tweets. And what Musk is doing here is very interesting because on the one hand, you, would argue, you could argue it's a sort of kind of form of I wouldn't say censorship necessarily because it's not like a, a particular person is singled out, but you are, you are limiting the openness of the internet by doing this. But on the other hand, you are actually potentially preserving the openness of the internet by preventing the construction of this censorship death star that is getting more and more refined every day and is being funded by your tax dollars to the tunes of tens of millions from DARPA and the national science foundation to say nothing of all the State Department and USAID uh, and National Endowment for Democracy grants. So it's all very interesting. Um, you know, that is just one thing to keep on keep in mind on top of the fact that this is obviously, you know, going to be a revenue generator for Musk as he sees it in the sense that he, he drew a distinction between verified accounts and unverified accounts where you can sort of have normal Twitter if you've got a verified account because that 8,000 rate limit is, is pretty substantial, but 800 is not a lot. And so it highly incentivizes people to get, pardon me, very verified accounts. So, so obviously this could, I'm not sure that Elon Musk is doing this to throttle the AI censorship death star constructed out of the censorship industry. He may just be doing this for cynical business reasons, you know, in order to pump up the subscription base uh, or, or, you know, a privacy reason independent of censorship. But whether he knows it or not, uh, there are going to be hundreds of censorship operatives housed within the university research centers this this week howling at the moon that this is an attack on democracy for uh for musk to limit their access because it has been for years now it has been a big bugaboo of all of the 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 university censorship operatives who cloak themselves as so-called researchers when what they are is their operatives uh that that they that if they lose access to the underlying data on which their ai censorship models are built then they will not be able to do their jobs 
as effective, fast, precise, and comprehensive social media sensors. So they had a, a big, they've been having a big fight about this exact issue in Europe because of, of Europe's uh, GDPR laws, their, their data privacy laws, and, and other sovereign European state restrictions on third-party access to, uh, to social media user-level data. And so they've tried to get around that by having you know, certain journalists and researchers, they sort of designated privileged class to get so that only they can be sort of the trusted keepers of this, uh, of this information that used to be public, but now is, is not. So the fact that Musk is doing this now here and in the United States, uh, you are going to see the censorship industry howl over this, whether Musk knows it or not. He, uh, he has stepped on a rattlesnake um, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But uh, I am very curious to see how the rattlesnake uh, reacts to this new boot. Um, uh, and in a weird way, even though the boot may be, uh, may be cutting off some amount of openness of Twitter, uh, it may also represent in some way the boot of freedom. So we'll see. And that's interesting how he said the boot. I, I just find it more interesting that behind our back, DARPA and the U.S. government is talking with Twitter and Facebook and all these social media companies to censor free speech, yet the government's not supposed to do that? Well, as of today, um, Missouri versus Biden, uh, the judge put an injunction down that uh, the federal government is no longer allowed to reach out to their friends in big tech, big tech to censor Americans. See, my question is this though, this is where my amendment. Thank you. Why are we having a judge say something that the constitution already states? Cause I, I could have sworn, you know, and maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm an idiot, but first amendment says Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging abridging the freedom of speech or the press or the right of the people to peacefully peace peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances so if we already have the first amendment why does a judge need to do that if that's a case it's a violation of somebody's civil liberties in which case Everybody should be able to sue the federal government right now yeah. because they have violated our civil liberties by conspiring with big tech and by conspiring to fucking, well, that's, that's exactly a conspiracy. What the General in that's is doing. a fucking conspiracy. That's exactly what they've done. Except that was that Attorney except General is the only one with fucking balls to actually put, bring up a suit. Okay. I, I'm just saying, remember 26 grievances is what our founding father said yep. when they signed the Declaration of Independence, July 2nd, 1776. Just so you're aware, 27, I'm at like, I'm at like 439. <sighs> where does the, where does this start to even out with everybody else? Where does everybody else start seeing the same thing I'm seeing? They've been trampling our rights since day one. They've been, fuck, they've been trampling our rights. Since I'd say the formation of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, 1912. That was the day that they started trampling our rights right there. They just have run whole shot right through us. Mm -hmm. And now we're at the end of it and we're seeing, wait a minute, we're not even free. We're slaves too. 
You live in America. You you work for a living. Guess what? You're going to work for a living. It's not like you have any chance of getting it above anybody else. It's got nothing to do with your skin color, your creed, or anything else. No, you're not elite. You're not a part of that that group. And that group has picked their own out. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Well, this one was, this is really interesting. I showed this to Meg today and it kind of blew him away. No. And because immediately I started doing research and I found out, well, no, there's a lot more spots than what you said. So anyway. Well, there's, it's a whole, that's a whole different conversation and brings a whole bunch of pieces together. But, um, no, I thought this kid did a great job. He really did. So check this out. We're going to, we're going to play with Antarctica real quick here. Antarctica. Old Colonel Bird. Mm -hmm. Captain Bird. Check this out. We have all been programmed to believe that there is no land at the North Pole. Just a bunch of ice sheets, nothing to see here. What if I told you that this is far from the truth? Not only is the North Pole home to the most exceedingly high mountain in the world, Mount Zion, the mountain of God, which is spoken about all throughout the Bible, it is also home to paradise, the Garden of Eden, which is still here to this day. Now prepare for a big awakening. This is one of the first ever maps created of the North Pole in the 1500s. I want you to focus on the middle here. You have a mountain with a river coming out of it, and then you have four rivers coming out of that river in the middle. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. So you have the river flowing out of Eden, which is directly under Mount Zion, and you have the four rivers parting from that one big river. A lot of people think that God took the Garden of Eden to heaven, but why would he be guarding it with cherubims and a flaming sword if it was in heaven? Now back to the map, that mountain in the middle, it is called the Rupus Nigra. It's straight from Wikipedia. Rupus Nigra means black rock. Rupus Nigra is a black rock magnetic mountain located at the North Pole. Funny how the biggest investment company in the world is black rock. They know the truth. Not to mention Rupus Nigra is 33 French miles wide. Remember who loves the number 33? The Freemasons. So soon after this map came out, the map started looking like this. Unknown region. What is that? Here's your NASA satellite footage, just a couple of big black holes in the center. Oh, nothing to see here. So here I am in Psalm 48. Look what it says here. City of our God and the mountain of his holiness, beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion, because it's in the center of the earth, on the sides of the north. So this mountain is the joy of the whole earth, and it is in the north. Look what it says here, beautiful for situation. Beautiful for situation, the biblical usage is elevation, height. This is an exceedingly high mountain. It's not the Mount Zion, which is in Jerusalem, which is only 2,500 feet high. That's a foothill. That mountain was named after the real Mount Zion. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain, he showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Where did he take him? took him to the exceedingly high mountain in the middle of our earth in the North Pole. Now here's even more proof. This is a live view of the wind finder at the North Pole. What is that big old thing there blocking the wind? Guys, Mount Everest cannot even divert the wind. But there's something here at the North Pole that is diverting the wind. 
if y'all want a part two of this series let me know in the comments and if you guys are looking to be part of a community of people who know these truths with myself included we're going to be having weekly calls he did a really good job. His part two wasn't that good, so don't worry about playing part two. It really wasn't. It just it was rehashed a, 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 It rehashed all the same shit you learned in part one. But the big part about part one that I liked was he brought up that wind map. What the fuck is that? Well, Seriously, what the fuck is... Really, no, I'm dead serious. Because Mount Everest does not divert the wind. It doesn't. The wind blows right across Everest. There. If you've ever watched a wind map across Everest, Everest doesn't show any deviation whatsoever. However, down there, to cause a windy deviation to where wind meters read it, you got to do that about a thousand feet up before it starts actually measuring. Um, I want to address this in the chat real quick. Neo, you asked how we would protect ourselves from things. What you're talking about right now, uh, it seems that my electroculture structures built in a Fibonacci sequence would probably deflect that. Sure. Just saying. I don't even know what you're talking about. Okay. Um anyway, there actually there is a part of part two that I that I want to play because uh he talks about the the city underneath. Yeah, but he doesn't really get into it. He just brings it up. And but there's, there's, I know, right there's past a it. part of it there that, uh, okay, that I really want to. There we go. Because it goes into other things that we've we've discussed. It puts some pieces together for me. Let's just say that, and I'll tell you guys what I'm talking about in a minute. So here's part two, and he did make this afterwards. So it is a lot of a rehash of what we just heard, but there's some just a little tidbits of new information there that I found. Very interesting. This is part two. Like I mentioned, we have all been programmed to believe that there is no land at the North Pole. But by the end of this video, you're going to realize not only is it home to the mountain of God, it's also home to paradise, the Garden of Eden, which includes a city full of angels that goes underground. So starting off, let me introduce you to Justin Tr Okay, a city full of angels that goes underground. Have we not said that the entrance to Hollow Earth is is in Antarctica? In, in Antarctica, not the North Pole. But what if there's two? So there's no, an entrance and no, an exit? An Antarctica <clears throat> is the North Pole. No, Antarctica is Ant. It's opposite. It's the South Pole. Um, let's look it up. What did you just do again? I didn't do you, anything. You're hitting something. Dude, I'm not hitting anything. You literally you, saw me pick up my you, phone. You picked up your phone and you hit the keyboard. You did something to the keyboard. I, I saw you the hit keyboard. the keyboard. I saw you hit it. Jesus Christ. I saw you do it. You hit something. Quit hitting something. Whatever you're hitting. Jesus. I don't know what you're hitting. You're hitting something stupid. All right. Antarctica is a South Pole. You're right. Um, however... If there's, what if there's two? And who do we say lives in Hollow Earth? Is there an entrance and an exit? Wouldn't there be? Okay, but wouldn't that exit put you in the shit end of the fucking, like all the way down in space? Wouldn't you fall out in outer space if you exited down in Antarctica? You're thinking of the world as a globe. No, I'm thinking of the world as flat with a dome over the top and a dome around the bottom mm -hmm. to keep the dirt in. But if you open that door, you would just fall out in outer space. Mm. See, that's my problem. Thank you, Lindsay. That's where I was going. The Vril. 
I, I got you on the real, but my point is, is what if, what if how the, do we know? Why do we keep talking about it? Angels underneath. Why do we keep talking about an entrance in Antarctica? And now we're talking about an entrance in the North Pole. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense if the Earth is flat and that's the center of the Earth. Because that's what it would be. Just like we we blew the Jamaicans' minds. We had a pastor who was a, one of the tour guides. Great mm -hmm. guy. Great guy. Had a great attitude. He was a very holy person, could tell. But he sat there and I asked him, I said, so tell me something. You believe the earth is round, right? And he said, yes. I said, really? I said, when did God create the earth? He said, on the first day. I said, when did God create the sun? He said, on the fourth day. I said, why would God create something to surround or make us go around something he already created on day one? Yeah. And he was like, fuck, I can't answer that. Bingo. I asked him, do you believe anything the government tells you? And he said, no. I said, then why do you believe the earth is round? I said, show me a picture from space <laughs> that doesn't have NASA down in the corner. And don't tell me, oh, well, I'll just bring up a photo from Tesla or whatever the, the fuck stick who sent the shit up into outer space. No, you're not. Because Jeff Bezos shit all in the corner. Every picture from Bezos spacecraft in the right hand corner says NASA. Sparky said, am I talking the alien vril or the satanic cult human vril society? Obviously, I'm talking the alien vril, but since there's not actually aliens, it's more like the interdimensional vril or the angelic vril. Or the, the giants. Or the giants. Hmm. No, I didn't. I didn't smell my beard. Anyway, they were just wondering why you're getting so pissy. It's, ah! it's your day off of mushrooms. Well, no, it really isn't. I didn't take any, though, today. Exactly. That's... <laughs> I'm not really getting pissy. I wouldn't say it's pissy. Yeah, dude, they're telling you to stop fighting. They're like, mom and dad, stop fighting. Who's fighting? Go, what are we fighting about? <laughs> we haven't fought about a thing yet. Holy shit. I was just bringing up the point that if you open the door, if if the world is the way we say it is, which we, you know, have come to the agreement that we agree, we think it's a donut. Uh-huh. And there's some, there's some proof that that could be out there. If you open the bottom door, think about it. You're stepping into outer space. You're dying. If you open the top door, you're coming out into the rest of the world. Um, Sparky said, if the earth is flat, explain the core and the working of atmospheres and the electromagnetic field. Um, he kind of just he, did. He really did because he showed the circular pattern in which the earth spins. Because if there's a great big giant magnetic rock in the center of the earth that's keeping Mount everything Zion, together, then that that actually explains all of that. Wouldn't it? I mean, because where does your, where does your, your compass, where, did, field, where does your, your compass point? That's your core. Have you ever done the calculation for differential from different points of the earth? Cause you know, like if you, if I said, if we were in North America it, down here in Georgia, if we were to take our compass and point our compass due North and mm -hmm. follow it, mm -hmm. we'd be, way off if we wanted to go to new york we'd be way off because mm -hmm. we would delineate because yep. as the angle grew the angle would grow steeper and you would go further away from where you want to go because you're going directly towards magnetic north so you have to do an equation to get your direct north where you want to go and then you figure out what the degrees are and then you can travel that way i've done the equation i've done it wrong several hundred thousand times i've done it right several hundred thousand times However, the times that I've done it wrong, I've noticed there was only a three-degree manipulation. 
which yes, after time, three degrees spread, 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 spreads before you know it, when you've marched over yes. two, 3000 degrees or two, 3000 meters, it's huge. It, it becomes gigantic and you're way off of where you want to be. I get that. But why is it always only two or three degrees? That's always driven me nuts. Because if you think about the way the earth rounds, if it's true, and we do live on a globe, it should be way more than that. Casey, you're late to the party, darling. We uh, we watched Sound of Freedom this morning. We talked about it at the beginning of the show. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Great show. Timoy, what if there's water above and below? Of course, there's water above and below. As above, so below. Has to be, right? Just saying. Anyway, let me, let's just let this guy finish it. Again, it's some reiteration, but that particular city of angels underneath uh, Mount Zion caught my attention. No, it- Trudeau, he's the prime minister of Canada, which in fact is very close to the North Pole. What I'm about to show you is an old clip of him in a room full of elites talking about a trip that he took with his dad to the North Pole. Get ready. Trip. I was going with my father and my grandpa Sinclair up to the North Pole. It's a very glamorous destination. I figured I was finally going to be led into the reason for the existence of this high security Arctic we drove slowly through and past the buildings on a special top secret mission. And that's when I understood just how powerful and wonderful my father was. Now, do you think a bunch of ice sheets made him have that reaction? No, no, no. It's because he witnessed everything that I'm about to reveal to you. This was a letter written to the Queen Elizabeth I. She was the Queen of England in the 1500s. Let's read what it says here. In the midst of the four countries is a whirlpool into which they empty these four indrawing seas which divide the north, the North Pole. And the water rushes round and descends into the earth just as if one were pouring it through a filter funnel. Sounds just like the maps that these explorers made in the 1500s. In the midst of the four countries, a whirlpool, and then four rivers coming out of it. Just like it says in the Bible. A river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Look, it says here, it passeth through the whole land of Ethiopia, which is Africa. So these rivers go around the whole world. Our oceans are giant rivers. The North Pole controls our tides, not the moon. And it's funny how after the 1500s, all the maps started looking like this. Unknown region. Even NASA satellites, look at those big black holes in the middle. Now, the big mountain in the middle, it is called the Rupus Nigra. Look here. This is straight off Wikipedia. Look what it says here. Rupus Nigra. All right, pause that. Because he's going to get into the same shit he already got into. But Um, I I did like that that part before, if you go back just a little bit, because he talked about there the... the river is going yes. through the North Pole. Yeah, well, no, the the water washing through Ethiopia in the Bible. Yeah, which that is what it says. And then the letter from to Queen Elizabeth that actually lays out that hey, it looked like the water flowed through the earth. I don't know. That sounds a lot alike. Just so, saying. Um, I could be wrong. Neo, that's a that's an excellent question and and one I've answered before, and I'm happy to answer it again. Can I ask why does it matter? 
Why does it matter if the earth is flat or round? Does it change our lives? Does it change how we live our everyday lives? If we if we finally realize that the earth is flat, are we no longer afraid that we're going to fall off it? No. No, it's not about that. It's about when people, it's, it's the start of the web, right? Mick loves his good Irish sweaters. We don't get to wear them much down here in Georgia anymore. Um, but occasionally we go north, he'll, he'll sport one of those good heavy wool Irish sweaters. And every once in a while, there's a thread hanging out the bottom. You know what happens if you pull on that thread? The whole thing unravels. Flat earth is that thread. If you can get people to accept that, then they understand that the government has been lying to them about everything their entire lives and their eyes will open. That's why it's important. That's why it's important. It, it's probably more important than any. One of the things I love is the faggots who love to tell me that space is real. I think that's hysterical because the second I pull out that fucking one video from the International Space Station where the dude's got a fucking glass of water sitting on the table right next to him and it's about three quarters of the way full and the water's not doing anything. It's just sitting there in the cup. Yet they're pretending that they're in a weightless environment. How is that water sitting in the cup? How is that mouse running along the space station? Yep. What is he, the new space mouse? I look, that is the biggest point of it. We, if we, we pull on that, we tug on that thread. What else is going to fall out of the sweater? And Thomas, you've got a great point there too. If the earth was proven to be flat, people would think the Bible is literally real. They can't have that. They don't want God. Mm -hmm. They don't want God. They don't want the, the, the family. They don't want the, the standard family with mom and dad and the kids. They don't want that. That was bad for them. We were joking in the chat at the beginning of the show. And, and I said, uh, and Sparky said, I might shoot Jesus. And I said, nah, Jesus was denied entry. He wasn't jabbed. That's not why Jesus was denied entry into the U S. No, it's because we're at Babylon. Cause we kicked him out. We moment. told him we didn't need him anymore. We told him, yeah, we can do this ourselves. We're good. We're independent. We don't need you anymore. We don't believe in you anymore. No, we we, we don't think you're being rude or dismissive, no, no, Neo. No, don't don't we, get us wrong. We love we love debate. that. We, we love the debate. We just wanted to bring up the point that that is the initial tug of the string. That's what wakes people up because what is the longest ongoing bullshit that we've been told is that the earth is a globe. I, and that and that we we revolve around the sun at 666,000, almost like it was perfect. Yeah. 666,000 miles an hour. And Neo, you're no. exactly right. You know what? Uh, our son, our 11 year old actually came to me and he said, I don't think the earth is flat around. I think it's a donut. And I said, I think you're probably right. And I actually brought this to my mom what, two weeks ago when um, La Quinta Columna put out all that evidence about flat earth and I brought it up to her. And mind you, my mom was, before her stroke, probably one of the smartest people on the planet. I'm not even kidding. She, she is a national merit scholar. She's got a bunch of degrees that she didn't use and she went ahead to become a big corporate executive instead. Um, the woman was, she's a freaking genius. And I brought this evidence to her and she said, uh, actually, she said the exact same thing that it said, uh, what did you call it there, Neo, a spherical, um, um, scroll up in the chat for me, babe. 
because that's exactly what it's way up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what she she had described it as as well. Um, go up. It's further up. No, it's not because it was right underneath that. No, no, it's further up than that. It's further up than where can I ask? Keep going. Keep going. Uh, yeah, there you go. And, and spheroid. Ob- an oblate spheroid. An oblate. And that's exactly what she called it. She said it's an oblate. It's a fucking donut. Okay. We live on the flat plane on top. There's something in the middle. But yes, it's a, it's flat-ish. So I, I, I still think, but think about Thank this. You. My problem is this. They told us, they've been telling us for years that we're orbiting the sun at 666,000 miles an hour. And we're orbiting it in this spherical orbit. And somehow, since we've been traveling for so many years, and this is the thing that just blows my mind because a buddy of mine brought this up to me. He said, what are the chances when you're flying 600 and he's a pilot and I'm not, but I mean, I did, I dabbled, but I didn't do anything serious. He said, if you're flying at 666,000 miles an hour, what are the chances you have the time to move out of the way of an oncoming object? I said, I've never gone 666,000 miles an hour. So I have absolutely no idea what are the chances. He said, well, I've gone as close as any human's going to get. And I can tell you this much. It's impossible. At that time, a sudden, just a little jerk of your stick caused your plane to just basically tear apart. You can't go much faster than that. And I was like, okay, but that's in an atmosphere. We're talking about space. He said, even in space, think about it. Just a little propulsion from your air. It would push you out of a orbit. It, w- it would cause you crashing into something else. It's impossible to not crash into something else. If space is as vast as they say it is, okay, great. But is there still a chance we're going to run into something? Yeah, you got a good chance. But yet we're floating through space at 666,000 miles an hour accelerating by the way we don't slow down we accelerate around the sun somehow we gain speed i I don't understand that one that's kind of one of those crazy ones to me too Um, well you know they the hill just came out (laughs) they just posted an article yesterday that apparently we have taken too much groundwater out of the earth and we're making the earth wobble on its axis Exactly. <laughs> Look, here's the fine. Listen, I'm um, gonna be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> I, I, I mean, literally, you just made me kind of retarded. I know. I mean that uh, that uh, boy, that escalated quickly. Yep. I mean that really got out of hand fast. Mm-hmm. Yes, Neil, we, we know that that also that it's um, the earth regenerates. It's a magnetic field. So that's actually how we use electroculture to garden, to grow our food. Yeah. Um, using exactly that, pulling the excess ether out of the air using copper wire around natural wood. Um, I mean, we grow six foot asparagus. No joke. Cherry, cherry tomatoes, tomatoes that'll fit in my hand inside your hand um it's and it's that's a cherry tomato yeah. not a regular tomato a regular tomato is even bigger than yeah, that my regular tomatoes, regular tomatoes are about this big they're two hands i made a cucumber tomato salad yesterday and i had to get a bigger bowl because my cucumbers were i mean they're this freaking long they're gigantic and uh, they're it, dildos it call, folks it, they, they're straight up dildos no no they're babe 
<laughs> they're like really not as big as no the woman, big black one no, that I told you no all about. No guy would ever give this woman, a, a woman, this cucumber as a dildo because after that he could never satisfy her again. It just wouldn't <laughs> happen. Okay, these things are fucking enormous. And I, I peeled two of them and I was like, all right, this is enough cucumbers for the cucumber salad because holy crap. Um, anyway, but we use it with electroculture because we're we're using the nat the the Earth's natural magnetic field the excess energy that connects every living thing on the planet and redirecting it in a more efficient way to where we want it and it's helping plants grow and bigger works. and yeah better and i mean don't get me wrong it doesn't work for all of them but most of them have mm -hmm. produced extremely i mean look at your your goddamn uh green beans we get yeah. green beans off of her stalks that are about this long yeah they're, they're just they're to give you an idea six, they're fucking huge yeah so, you know, anyway, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we are learning every day about the electromagnetic properties of the earth and how we can manipulate them for our benefit. So anyway, try, yeah, try to teach you all about it. So y'all can do the same in your garden because it doesn't take much. It's a stick with some wire on it. And all you got to know is the planting process. Once you figure that out from her, it's pretty easy. All you do is wait and you get these huge fucking fruits and then you get to eat. Yeah. I only got one yellow squash because I did find we over water um, because it, you don't need as much water in the garden with that. But uh, so I only got one yellow squash squash before, unfortunately, powdery mildew. But now we know not to water as much. My my one yellow squash is is literally like, I mean, huge 18 inches long. It's freaking gigantic. So anyway, um, but uh yeah literally stick stick and wire um if you go look back on uh freedom gardens here i want to say the second freedom gardens episode on the patriot party podcast channel on rumble um is we, all about electroculture yes. so yeah and i'll probably do a recap of it this saturday as well coming up because i really want to introduce it to all our new jamaican friends so anyway something they were asking us about yes so. very much so um but you know what's going on in the world is it's not new it's just more blatant now they just don't care anymore they just really don't um ted gunderson was trying to warn us about it what, 30 years ago 35 yeah something like that yeah so he was all about that he really was you go down scroll down and make it there it is go to the white screen go to there you go boom there you go six may the first Adam Weissoff was commissioned by the Rothschild family to set up the goals to control and take over the world with a one world government. Adam Weissoff came up with 25 goals. Among these goals were control the press, corrupt the youth, through sex and drugs, elect our own people, our own people, meaning the Illuminati, to key positions in all levels of the government, city, county, state, and federal. And it goes on. The final goal was to take over the world, the one world government. Information is very well documented by William Guy Carr in his magazine, his book, excuse me, Pawns in the game. When I retired, I had no idea 
what was going on. I had no idea about the Illuminati. I had no idea about Adam Weishoff. However, my first major investigation when I returned from Puerto Rico was a Dr. Jeffrey R. McDonald case. He's a former Green Beret doctor who was convicted of murdering his wife and two children at Fort Bragg, February 17, 1970. He'd been tried and convicted, sentenced to three consecutive life sentences. I was asked by the defense team to investigate the case because they claimed that Dr. McDonald was innocent. I said I would, but if I learned that he murdered his wife and two children, I would discontinue my investigation, no longer become involved. I want you to know I'm still working for Dr. McDonald. He is an innocent man. Now, once I became involved in the case, I had to read everything. And I learned that evidence was lost, evidence was stolen, evidence was altered. An FBI agent, Paul Stombaugh, lied before the grand jury. And most important of all, Colette, the wife, had skin where she had fought off the assailants under her fingernails. That skin was handed over to William F. Ivory, the chief investigator for the Army, and it has disappeared. Ten months into the case, October 25, 1980, I, through a series of circumstances, I don't have time to go into the details now, obtained a signed confession from one Helena Stokely. I had three sessions with her, 10 days each, total of 30 days. Helena told me that Dr. McDonald did not commit those crimes, that they were committed by her satanic cult group. And I said to myself, what's this all about? I don't know anything about Satanism. I read about it in the Bible, of course, and that's about it. But as I delved into the case, I learned that drugs from Southeast Asia were being flown into the United States with various military bases in plastic bags in the bodies of the dead GIs. I further learned from Helena that her satanic cult group was involved in distributing these drugs up and down the East Coast. They were mad at Dr. McDonald because he was abusive to the cults, cult members and the GIs who went to the civilian hospital where he was moonlighting for relief of some sort. So they went in and attacked him that night. There were a total of seven involved in the crime. She named them all for me. Right now, today, I know where some of them are located. But to further check and document this, I went to the UCLA library and I found out, in fact, in the Time Magazine, January 1, 1973, there was an article about bringing drugs in plastic bags in the body cavities of dead GIs. There was no question in my mind Helena was telling the truth. Telling the truth. Why? How do we know that's true now? Because we've all seen the movie American Gangster, and that's exactly what they were doing. Yep. Oh, yeah. By the way, they weren't in the bottom of the caskets, folks. There isn't a bottom to the metal casket that shipped. 
from overseas that you come in if something happens to you. When you come over in those caskets, the only place to hide anything is inside the corpse. There's nothing else in there except for a body bag. That's it. I know that for a fact. I can tell you right now I've seen them. There's nothing else in them. I've watched friends leaving them. Trust me. I know for a fact there's not a fake bottom. They don't do that. So the only place that they were doing it, Frank Lucas was aware back then, was they were hiding them in the bodies and they were bringing them back, pulling them out of the bodies and then selling the drugs on the street in the 1970s. It's blue magic. It's where it came from. Came, it's 100% pure grade opium directly from Vietnam. And it was getting sold out here like it was nothing. Five bucks here for a fucking gram. Seriously, that's what it was going for. $5 for a gram of pure, unadulterated, number one opium. They called it blue magic because when you do the opium test, when you do the narcotics test on it, it turns the gel blue if it's heroin. If it's heroin and its purity is in the hundreds, and we're talking parts per million, then it's blue. That's why they called it blue magic. Hmm. How um, bad do you think the Secret Service freaked out when the unidentified white substance in the White House library tested positive for cocaine hydrochloride? Well, actually, I've heard I've heard from other people that this is so bad in the White House. They don't even know if it's Hunter. Yeah, it could have been like, anyone. Literally, it could have been anybody. It, like, apparently, everyone's apparently doing blow in the, the White whole House. wait staff is cleaning up blow in the White House. Oh, oh no, no, not the, not just the wait staff, like, like all, all the staffers there. Yeah. The groundskeepers, everybody they're yeah. cleaning up below. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're cleaning up the blow that Joe Biden's staff is doing. Correct. Like, um, you, you wonder how a dirty mop head operates. Mm-hmm. She's got big nose. She's doing a lot of yeah. cleaning up that line, you know, Yeah. just throwing it out there. I mean, seriously. Does that surprise us though? Does that surprise you as an American at this point in time? It should, it yeah. should. Don't get me wrong. It should. It literally should. is the white house now. It should piss you off. Does it though? No. You remember nope. at the very, very beginning of the administration when Joe first came in, he gave out that questionnaire to all of his staffers and he was like, fill it out. Honestly, you're not going to get in any trouble. And it specifically asked if they smoked weed and the people that said yes, got fired. And now they're all doing fucking blow. It would not surprise me if they installed glory holes in the fucking white house bathrooms. Well, but let's talk about why the guys, the staffers that smoked weed were fired. Mm, because you can't, because uh, weed decalcifies your pineal gland while cocaine actually opens you up to demonic attachments. Yeah. Hmm. Mm, just throwing it out there and I smoke weed. Um, Neo, yes. Do you think Ted Gunderson was trying to warn us about just the drugs or alerting us to neurochemistry? Is it not altering, a possibility? How about how about a possibility to both? Because what if the drugs, what if Back in the day, I mean, you used to have guys come in my office when I was in the army and they would come in and they would say, hey, the, the government's putting drugs in my drugs. And I used to laugh at them. I said, wait a minute, let me get this straight. You're coming in here to tell me right now you're going to admit to a crime, a narcotics crime. And you're going to tell me that the crime that's happening is because the government is putting drugs in your drugs. Yep. 
Who do you think's putting fentanyl in Stop. the drug supply? It's it's not so smart to do that when you're talking to cops, El Numero Uno. But number two, mm. is there a possibility to it? Well, fuck yeah. I mean, everybody's been aware of it. It hasn't been the first time. Look at fluoride in the water. It took them 12 years to figure out that there was fluoride in the water. Everybody was asking, wait a minute, what do you put in our water supply? They're putting fluoride, they're putting chlorine, they're putting all sorts of other chemicals that don't need to be there. But they're doing it because they said it was better for you. No, they were doing it because they didn't have, well, that's what they told us, but they were doing it because they didn't have any way to uh, safely dispose of the chemical byproduct of phosphorus mining um, because it poisoned the ground supply so much, the groundwater and, and the soil. Uh, so they rebranded it and just had them put it in the water supply. So was it a cover up of the cover up or was it the cover up of just, I mean, that's what it sounds like to me yeah. because everything, every time the government does something like this, where it's unexplainable, it's always a cover up. For instance, let's take aliens. Okay. I know not a not a hot button issue these days because there's so many of them we just we're pretty sure they're out there but what if that is just something the government came up with like maybe the government came up with droids already maybe the government's already got the t100 or the t800 or the t880 okay well that but stand by listen okay. hear me out the theory is sound listen what if the government came up because we just talked about the water, right? We yeah. talked about how they covered up a mistake with water supply where they fucked up and they ended up getting a bunch of people sick. And how do they cover it up? Well, we're going to dump all this shit in your water and make you healthy. Well, then everybody else said, well, make us healthy too. And then they started dumping water, all the shit in their water. What if they found out that that was the simplest, the most fear is the most simplest form of mind control. What if they also realized at that time that the next step is that we don't put it in the water supply anymore. Now we're just going to inject you. Now we're just going to say, you know what? Fuck water. We're not going to wait for water. Water takes too long. What if I just grab your arm, put your skin, stick a needle in there? What happens then? Oh, fuck. I can kill hundreds of thousands of you mm -hmm. in a heartbeat. Just How do like I know that. that? Watch Hitler. We saw Hitler do it. You know, there was a comment. And I, I got to go back to this because this just absolutely floors me. And I know that it's probably not this person. Fuck you, huh? Nah. Yeah, no, no, shut up. I don't want to hear you. <laughs> anyway, I saw this thing. It was about, um, what was it? Th fuck, I, th I thought I said it to you, didn't I? Maybe. Hold on, give me a second. Yeah, I did. I know you did. I think I talked about it last night. I'm not sure. I don't remember if we did. I don't know if we got it to it. Did I get to the story that I sent you last night? Mm. About, uh, what's his name? Yes. Um, what's his name's kid, his grandson. Yes. Jack, or yeah, Robert, De Niro. Robert De Niro. Yep. There's another one today that they were, Oh, some Atlanta down here in Georgia, they had a subway sign up. And on the sub underneath the subway sign, it said, our son, our, our subs don't implode. Somebody obviously trying to be funny. Gotcha. I think it's humorous. A lot of people think it's humorous. You get those one or two others that get on social media and they, oh, this is bullshit, blah, 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 blah. So today I saw that again. It was the same one that I've seen before. 
uh, not not the same exact you know rant so to speak but it was the same in what they said they were very upset about how you guys are disgusting how dare you make fun of this for instance right here um there it is i knew i'd find it so somebody said i mean this might be an unpopular opinion but i don't think it's i think it's in poor taste they never signed a waiver knowing that they were going to there was a large chance that they could die. They went down there fucking with a gaming controller, a steering equipment. We all know what was going on. It wasn't going to work. We didn't pay any attention, but still the loss of life still, nobody needs to die. And I said, okay, fair point. And I told this guy, fair point. However, I talk about 880,000 children that were sold into sex slavery within the last year in America. Yet you don't talk about this either, but yet you say it's disgusting stuff when I bring it up. Just saying, maybe Subway, Subway, maybe, maybe Subway will have a problem. Maybe it won't. Don't worry. America will decide. Just take, just ask Bud Light. Seriously. Bud Light's about dead. They're done. It's over. You all have spoken, which I applaud, by the way. No bullshit. I applaud. Because it's not because of us. It's because of you all. You all stop buying Bud Light. Fuck Bud Light. And that was my point. Let's talk about the child sex slavery going on in the U.S. Let's not talk about you're worried about Subway because they made a joke. Jokes are okay. Guess what? We have comedians. They make jokes all the time. They're starting just like to that. Actually, make jokes again. I'm, I'm fucking about time. Seriously, Faggots. like comedy's almost coming, coming back. back. Yeah. Anyway, this wasn't that funny. Um, this lady totally saw something i fully believe this lady would just watch like this one is uh, this is a little disturbing yeah if you've never seen this this is disturbing and she this is, is on american Airlines. you can hear her literally the same day that we were flying this was on american airlines just on listen airlines. listen to what she says because it's really important she's yeah. very specific about what she says I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off, and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off, and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. Uh. That motherfucker apparently was not real. And I'm telling you, I'm getting the fuck off. And there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off. And everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks. But I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can. And, and that is, you hear that, you can hear a voice trembling. Yeah. There's no, that's First fear. Off, I'm sorry. That's real fear. Okay. How tall is that person? They're, they're like, seriously. Okay. I had to reach up to put my bag in the overhead bin. I'm five foot six. Dude, that that's like a fucking seven foot tall giant. Look at that person. They're about to hit their head on the, the top of the, the freaking airplane there. I'm going to get perspective, but still they're halfway up the freaking, the overhead bin. All right. That's pretty ridiculous. Um, if that's the person she was talking about, that, no, that's the person they, she's they, talking about. You, you don't know. She was pointing back there. She wasn't, that could be a stewardess that's walking through the aisles. Oh, Come no, on. I mean, that looks like a stewardess. That's the tallest fucking stewardess I've ever seen. Yeah. But like, 
she could be talking about somebody else that's sitting down somebody on that plane she thought was not real and she was getting the fuck off well that just saying yeah she's like no bear i'm getting the fuck off of this plane i don't blame her i don't me neither good on her i mean i don't know if american airlines is going to refund her but hey I hope they have a clause in her. I hope she has a clause in her contract that says, Hey, for reptiles, we'll refund your ticket. Right? <laughs> Could you imagine that? We'll refund your ticket for a clause in your contract. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's weird. It, don't get me wrong. I hear the fear in her voice. That's what oh, motherfucker. Did you just close the whole thing? Motherfucker. I sure did. Son of a bitch. I took all the time opening I every know, single one of those. You were so for good too. And I can't believe I just closed them all. That fucking sucks. Well, it's about that time anyway. It is that time. It's past that time. Actually. You want to get high? I, I think I want to get high. So get it ready, fuckers. If you got it, spark it up, light it up, pack it up. Make sure you got it. I will ensure we've got it for the J Man. Yep. I'm getting to him. Get it down. Hmm. Smoke it up. You got it. Smoke it up. Well, boiling point. If uh, you're not real, then I'm not real. I guess we're just not real, bro. Yeah, if you got it, hit it up. No shit. So, we were thinking about opening up the phone lines for the second half of the show here. Anyone want to jump in and say hi? Just for the 4th of July, enjoy it. We were going to do a... We were going to do a movie, but the one movie I wanted to play, Leanna already did it. She's like that. And she's good like that. You know. You call in either on Telegram or uh, I guess we can connect a phone. I gotta find a phone. I was just gonna send a StreamYard link. Oh, okay. We can do that too. If you want to jump in, wish everybody a happy. Uh... Whichever yeah. you prefer, Lindsay. You don't have to do video, but I'll send you a StreamYard link. And uh, hey, for all my uh, nine-figured friends tonight, welcome to the nine-figured friends club. Um, you missed the digit because the Fourth of July. Just make sure you echo that on your tombstone. We're good. Oh, Lindsay's like, I'll do video. Of course she will. She's like, fuck that shit. I'll do video. Hey, look, Neo, don't ever do that. Listen, just because we said you were blackpilled, don't ever check. Dude, you listen. All right, the me, one thing let me we explain the pill levels. Hold on, because he's asking what black pill means. So okay. before you expand on that, let me explain the pill levels. So blue pills. All right, we'll stand by. Wait till the end of the song. And then because we got to give our. Come on. No, stop. Yeah, that's because we're fucking up. 
I know. The whole thing's fucking up. Look at the arch yes. it's I know. You're doing too much at once. I am doing too much at once. All right. So relax. Let it go. Thunder kicks. <laughs> so, when the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Fuck off. Get the nah, bear. Old FBI Bob. Old FBI Bob. Either way. All right. Back to what you were saying. Pill levels. Go so. for it. Explain the pill levels. Blue pill. Blue pilled. Blue pill means that you believe everything the government tells you. You don't believe in any conspiracy theories. You just go along to get along. You're a sheeple. Okay. You're blue pilled. Red pilled is when you first wake up and you realize that the government is generally lying to you. And uh, you really can't trust anything that they say. Um, and you start waking up to various conspiracy theories, 9-11, um, JFK, Flat Earth, those, those kind of red pill moments. Okay. Black-pilled. Black-pilled is when you realize that not only is the government lying to you, but they're actively trying to kill you. In every way, shape, and form that you mm -hmm. can think of. I mean, yes. to include from COVID to AIDS to malaria to fucking uh, cancer to uh, it doesn't Everything. matter what the disease is. Nuclear war. They're trying to kill you. Um, the plastics in the water, the yeah. fucking sea life, yeah. the fucking things around the fucking hoops of the necks of the seals, blah, 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 all this mm -hmm. other shit. That's why they're pilled. trying to kill you. Okay. That's black pilled. When you know that they're trying to kill you and probably everyone or most everyone is going to die. That's, that's black pilled. But there's another level after that. That's the white pill. Okay. The white pill is when you understand all of the previous pills, but then you realize that it doesn't matter what they try and do because there is something bigger than all of us. There is a bigger plan in play. It's not man's plan. It's not Q's plan. It's God's plan. And we are all just along for the ride. Some of us, I believe, chose to be here in this time and place for a specific purpose for the implementation of that plan as it is. And while a lot of people will suffer and a lot of people will die, there is no end. What are you afraid of? God tells us, do not fear more than anything else. It is the most often repeated phrase in the Bible, 365 times. Why? Because fear separates you from God. Fear disables your ability to hear him, to understand what he wants you to do. Fear makes it so that you cannot put God first in your life, which is where you should be. Not to sound like a trifle, but fear is the mind killer. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is what prevents you from doing anything or accomplishing any goal or task in your life. Think about it. One of the things, especially in the special forces community, which I was in for 13 years, I can tell you right now, one of their biggest things is no fear. There is no fear. We can't have fear. We can't show fear. 
who shot three times with an AK-47 at almost point-blank range. Mm -hmm. At no point did I show any fear. At that point, I was really pissed off, actually, because I had a whole bunch of broken ribs. And let me tell you something. I killed every motherfucker that shot me twice. And if I could kill the one motherfucker again, I would have shot him again. Well, my brother, my buddy had already obliterated him. It was too bad. Either way, my point is this. Fear is... Fear is tangible. A lot of people are going to say, wait a minute. No, it's not. Yes, it most certainly is. <laughs> Fuck you, Jason. God damn it. False evidence appearing real fear. That's exactly what I was going to go with. Mm -hmm. Were you in the military, Dick? Did you hear the same shit I heard? <laughs> Swear to God, there's a lot of people that have never heard that before. But fear, fear is an acronym. False evidence appearing real. Think about how much false evidence we've heard in the last two years. Put a mask on. It'll save your life. Take an injection. It will protect you from COVID. If you do stay this, home to stay home grandma. to stay alive. And, oh, stay six feet away so that way you're not touching each other. Come on. That's fear. That's all that is. That's fear. Constantly fear, fear. We're berated with fear every day. Don't go out and get in your car. Don't jump out of an airplane. Don't ride a roller coaster. There are cracks in the fucking cement. Guess what? The earth Folks, is wobbling on its axis because we drink too much water. Folks, listen to me. God doesn't need all of that. He can go like that and you're gone. What's there to fear? If God can do this and turn out the lights, what does it matter? Think about it. What does it matter? If God can do that, and I, if I were to fear that, I, I'd sit there every day going for every minute. Think, remember back in the day when we we're uh, a lot of us, the older people, were kids. Faces the death movie. We thought they were real for years. Everybody did. Hmm. They're all fake. But my favorite part of that is the narrator stories. Oh, well, the first narrator from Faces of Death won. He went into an insane asylum because he feared everything at that point. When you see that much death, how are you? You want to know? You want to know what PTSD really is? It's fear. You want to know what it is? Because we never showed it or expressed it initially. Now it's coming out. That's all PTSD is. So, you vets that are out there that suffer from PTSD, that's all PTSD is. You know how you didn't exert that initial fear? You actually ran into the gunfire. You actually ran out there, got your buddy and pulled him back. You went out there where you knew you were going to die if you did this. And trust me, I've been there. I knew I was going to, I thought for sure I was dead. I still made it. That's fear. That's what we deal with. That's what soldiers deal with on the backside. Everybody likes to classify it, this magical word. Oh, it's this 22-syllable word, uh, malio, what is it? Malioencephalopathy cornitum, which is the technical definition basically for PTSD or the medical de definition from a psychologist for PTSD. It really can be broke down into four letters, fear. All PTSD is, is the reaction to something that happened in your life a number of years later. And normally when it comes out, it's pretty violent. It's not a whole lot of good shit. You got a lot of pent up bullshit in you. When you've been shot at, when you've been, when you've been shot, 
when you've been blown up, when you've had all that shit, that's trauma that just builds up. When you're not allowed to show fear in those situations, it gets stored away in a little box. Eventually that box gets so big, it pops. It's all fear. It's all it is. 365 times in the Bible it tells us, do not fear. It doesn't say, do not fear this time. No, it says, do not fear. God's got you. Why are you scared? It's the easiest thing to ask any person wearing a mask. Why are you wearing the mask? God's got you. Doesn't matter what color they are. Doesn't matter what nationality they are. Doesn't matter what race. Doesn't matter. Just, hey, what you scared of? Just saying. It's all fear. It's all it is. It's all fear. Everything is fear. Why? In my opinion. Why are they using, because fear is the easiest one to create. Think about it. It's the easiest. What is the one thing every human on this earth shares? We all share the fear of dying and never living our lives, right? We all share. We all do because we all know that life has a time limit. At the end of life, you die. It happens. Think about it. Mm -hmm. That is why. It is the number one, it's the easiest way to control people through fear, fear of death. Exactly. It's exactly what I'm talking about, Sparky. It's what they use in prison camps. It's how 15 people control 500. It's fear. Because what is the end state? I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. They're going to shoot me. They got guns. We don't. It's fear. All it is is fear. If you... Take away that fear. What do you have? You have an indomitable spirit that will not stop at anything. It will beat the shit out of you. Mud stomp your fucking skull in the ground. And then after that, piss all over you just to say, fuck you, just before he walks away. That's what you have if you take fear out of the equation. The government does not want us to do that. Because if we do, think about if we, if they pulled all the fear out of the equation. Now you got how many, how many people live in this country, hon? 330 million. 330 million people who have no fear? That would be an unstoppable force. Would it not? Mm-hmm. Just saying. That is why. That is the number one thing they use. They used it. Shit. They used it in Nazi Germany. They used it in Nuremberg. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, you say, no. Mick, come on. They didn't use fear at Nurm. No, yes, they did. They told every single prisoner, look, you're going to die if you don't tell us what you did. That's exactly how they questioned them. How is that not using fear? Asking for a friend, of course. Because I am. I, I don't want to call anybody out, but Nuremberg, they use fear. Every time you go to court, they use fear. Every time you get your tax bill, they use fear. Use fear because they're going to take your house from you. Why do you think they have to keep taxing our land? And this is what the Jamaicans taught me. Why do you think they tax you so much in America? I thought this was an odd question. I said, that's a great question. Why do you think they do? Fear. It's all fear. One of the few things that I found down in Jamaica, and I know a lot of you guys gave us a lot of shit about it. Let me tell you something. One of the few things those people have got, no fear. Not a single fear in the world. I saw a lot of people that just weren't scared. 
And you know what that does to their government? Scares the ever-living shit out of them. Mm -hmm. Now, does that make their government work any better for them? No, Jamaica is a perfect example of that. They're exactly the opposite. However, if they did, do you think a lot more would be accomplished in Jamaica? I wonder that question because what they currently have is what I would consider and what you would consider, what you all would consider is true freedom. Yeah. It's the same thing the homeless guys got on the street. True freedom. Something you and I don't because we own homes, we own land. We have material possessions that we're afraid to lose. Anybody disagree with me on that? Would you be butthurt if you lost your house or your your lawn or your yard or wherever you live, your castle, you'd be pissed. I'd be pissed, but it's all fear. It's all fear driven. It's the number one thing, period. I want to talk to Neo here for, for a moment. Um, first off, you should check out my sub stack that I, I have revitalized the archangels among us. Um, go back to the beginning. There's, not a whole lot in there, but there is a, uh, a particular recording in the first one that I think you'll find very interesting. Um, you made a comment there that you know that you should be dead. Mix died, and what, three times now, right? Three times in combat, four if you count the one here. Maybe well, five. We, we, anyway, we don't really know on that one because we don't know if my heart actually stopped because <sighs> we didn't have an EKG hooked up to it, measuring all the bullshit anyway, coming out of it. Um, we just know that you pissed me off enough that a blood vessel popped somewhere and I fucking passed out for a good 45 fucking minutes. If you believe that you should be dead and you are still here, it is because you have a special purpose. Okay. There is a reason that you are here. There's a plan for you. Soon you will find out what that plan is very soon. On the day of awakening, you'll be given your job. That's coming soon. All of us will be, those of us that are here for a specific purpose. How did I overcome my fear? How do you overcome or how did you overcome fear when it overcomes you? You know, that's interesting because I, I actually felt fear for the very first time in a very long, long time. Um, I basically gave up on fear. Well, it's never really been a thing for me, honestly. I, I see a problem and I try and fix it. If I can't fix it, I give it to God. But I, I always try first. With Mick, Mick had brain surgery 18 years ago. They told me he'd be dead in five years. And I said, you do what you do and I'll do what I do and we'll see who comes out on top. And he's still here. And every single day, I woke up grateful that he was still alive. Whether he was next to me in bed or not, sometimes he was deployed, sometimes he was up at Bragg, sometimes he was at the firehouse. But I knew every single day, because I could feel it, that he was still alive. That constant worry, I, I had two choices and it was a conscious decision. I could either live in fear every single day that I was going to lose my soulmate 
that he was going to be taken away from me, that I was going to be alone having to raise our children. I could live in that fear every single day. And you know what it would do to me? It would destroy me. Or I could let it go and just live our lives every single day the best that we could. Grateful for every moment that he's there next to me, that he's alive on this earth. And let me, let me even, I'm going to exemplify a little bit more of that because let me tell you the opposite side of that. So what I think you're asking actually is this, there is a difference between fear and scared. Oh yeah. Okay. Let me tell you something. There's nobody that's in a foxhole that's not scared. Everybody in a foxhole is scared. Courage is not the lack of fear. That is stupidity. Correct. Courage is acknowledging your fear and using it to move forward. Or being scared. That's what I look at it. Cause I think fear is a bigger word. Like, like everybody says, I, I was told when I was a kid, my dad actually told me this when I was very young and this is going to maybe key some of you guys back into this. My dad told me when I was really, really young, you don't use the word love. And I looked at my dad like, Whoa, that's a, that's a deep one for a child. That's, that's pretty deep. He said, no, no, you, you don't use the word love. Love is a loaded word. Love is one of those words. That's got a lot of connotations to it. It's a four letter word. Go figure. So is fear. Fear is that other word that you don't use. You're scared. Yes. Scared being scared. You can overcome being scared. You can't overcome fear. Just like you can't overcome love. If you love something, you are in love. You go after it. You don't stop. You all know it. You've all, at one point in your life, you felt it. You know what the feeling is. You know that love, you, you chase it to the ends of the earth. Fear. You run from fear. You stay the fuck away from fear. However, being scared, it's a natural emotion. Everybody's fucking scared. I have, I have been, I remember the first firefight. I will never, ever, I still have a, I still have this first shell casing I ever fired in combat when I was angry because I saw it on the ground and I grabbed it and I threw it in my pocket and I said, I'm holding on to that some bitch because that means something to me because that was the first time that I'd ever attempted to take another human being's life. And I thought that's something that needed to remind me that you've been there before. You don't have to go back there. That makes sense. So the first firefight I ever got into, we're sitting there, bullets started flying. I got to tell you, at first, no, I didn't jump over that wall and just start pulling the trigger of my rifle. No, I sat there and went, oh shit, what is this? Why is there debris falling all over me? What the fuck is going? Oh, we're getting shot at. Shit. Being scared stopped the second I stood up over that wall, started returning fire. Because at that point, it wasn't about fear anymore. It wasn't even about being scared. It was about being pissed off. It was about being, fuck you, you stupid. I said something else, but I can't <laughs> say it here because we get kicked off the air. But you know what I'm saying? It's some, it's that reaction. It's that initial reaction. Some people take that initial reaction and they cower even deeper. They freeze. Some people they take panic. that initial reaction, they grab that anger and they run with it. My point is this, fear is a loaded word just like love is. Being scared though is 
right in the middle of both of them. Kind of the kind of like how I am politically. You have your far right, you've got your far left. I'm right dead center in the middle. Being scared is okay. If you're scared, that's the best thing you could be. Because guess what? That means you're aware enough that you don't know what damage you can do. There's nothing wrong with that. Because literally, there are some people out here, I'm sure I'm talking to some of them, that can literally kill people with their hands. I would be scared if I had that ability. That's why Seamus won't come in the studio. Yeah, because he's got a tail and a body that'll take out all of my cords. so big and he knows how much damage he can do and he just won't try it. So that is, there's nothing wrong with being scared. It's the fear and the love on either side that are the two extremes. And what we try to do, I think, what I try to do in my life is I try to balance the two in the middle. And I'm not good at it. I suck at it. I completely fucking suck at it. Mm -hmm, I'm fucking horrible at it. You really are. Don't listen to me. But if you can balance those two things in the middle of being scared about everything, you will, you'll go forever in this life. You'll go everywhere. There's nothing that you can't do. Just keep moving forward. I I will say though, even though I consciously gave up fear a very long time ago, I was still a bitch. I was cranky. I, I worked too much. I'd snap. You did not want to talk to me before I'd had at least one cup of coffee, preferably two and a bowl or two. Um, although my staff didn't, I mean, I didn't do that at work, but, uh, no, just on your way, on my way. <laughs> but even still I was, I mean, I was, I was straight up nasty, honestly. And when I, needed to be or wanted to be or something pissed me off. I could not balance my anger. And it was because I didn't have God in my life. That was it. When God found me and I didn't find God, don't get me wrong. I did not find God. I sought for God my entire life. I went from church to church. I I've attended more church services of different churches in my life than probably almost any other child that you'll ever speak to. Matter of fact, any other Catholic service she's ever been to. Yeah. And I've been married for 18 years. Yeah. So um, because every every Sunday when I was a kid, I would go to church with a different friend. My mom would never take me to church. I would go to church with a different friend and I would kind of test them all out. I was always looking for something and I never knew what it was. And then God found me. And y'all that have been with us for the last two and a half years. I know you've seen the change in me. I've seen the change in myself. Tara. He's seen the change in me, my children. And, you know, I I told our son, I told our 16 year old, I said, you know, when you are truly filled with the Holy Spirit, you won't be anxious anymore. When you truly understand God, when you truly are connected, when you have that understanding that there is something bigger than all of us, more important than all of us. And yet it deigns to take an interest in our individual lives, our paths, our destinies. When you understand that you're not anxious anymore. I'm not, I don't get depressed. I I very rarely get angry. If I do, it's a righteous anger. Um, And normally it's at me. I mean, I get angry about things like 
the children, what they're doing to the kids. And normally then she takes it out on me. Just saying. I Just mean, saying. You're the easiest. I know. Because <laughs> you're the closest. Closest target. <laughs> Son of a bitch. 50 meter target. You're done. But Neo says, I met God after I died and it hit me and I've been terrified ever since. Why? Why, Why are you terrified? Why? 365 times in the Bible, it says, do not fear. Why are you fearing? Because God loves you. Don't fear. You can't. One of the, <laughs> this is the biggest thing. And I, I understand. Don't, don't apologize for saying what comes to your soul. Don't That's apologize fine. No, for don't. anything. We love yeah. it. Don't, no, no, do say everything. We don't. There's nobody in here that's going to judge anybody, I'm uh -uh. sure. No. Trust me, my mods, they're many and vast. And, mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I can tell you this much. If when you lack fear, that's when I, or you, you lack being scared. That's when I don't want to be around you anymore. Because now you have absolutely, there's nothing guiding you anymore. You don't, if you were in the military, okay, you sought something bigger than yourself. Whether you want to believe it or not, I don't give a shit what you say. You join something bigger than yourself. You put on the same uniform that everybody else wears and you look like everybody else. You gave up your self-identity to be a part of a bigger group. That is the mental part of being in the military. That's what it's about. You gave up your individuality to serve your brothers because you know that you would pick up your weapon to defeat the enemies of your brothers any day on the field of battle because you said, nope, fuck that shit. I'm not letting anybody fuck with anybody of my own. That's the reason I joined. That was a, one of the sole reasons minus the judge telling me I had to go minus that part. There was the part that I always felt that there was something more, something greater than just me. I could be a, I could be a part of something more. I could do something to do some good. And there's a lot of people that have that feeling, firefighters, police officers, you name it, hospital workers. It doesn't matter who they are. They have that same feeling. However, they always mistake being scared for fear. And that is something that when the time comes right, for instance, let's just take a simple practice like a doctor. Let's take an emergency room technician specifically. Because that's the most important ones, right? You get fucked up in a car wreck. Your fucking neck's broken. Your spleen's fucking punctured. Oh, both your lungs are punctured. Oh, and by the way, your, your heart's been bruised. There's a 24-year-old doctor who just got out of med school. That's the emergency attending physician that night. Who all of a sudden knows exactly what to do for you. And boom, it's done. You're alive. How much fear did that doctor all of a sudden show that night? Or was it that initially he was just scared because it's the first time that he was being put on the spot for it? Being scared and fear are two way different things. Being scared acknowledges the fact that you're only human. It acknowledges the fact that you're just a man. You're not a God. You're not going to do it right every time. But the point is, is that you tried. Mm-hmm. Yes. Being scared being scared Thomas. being scared is, a, is an emotion. Fear is a is a way of life. Living in fear is a lifestyle. It's a way of life. Don't live there. Twice the two extremes. It's better to live closer to love than it is fear. Mm -hmm. Let's bring Lindsay in. Speaking of love. What's up, Linz? Wait a minute. Where'd you go? She's right there. She's using a green screen. Yeah, but she, you had to turn on her mic. Oh, I do. 
There she is. No, she muted herself. Unmute yourself, Linz. Nice t-shirt, by the way. Unexpected. Uh, you got to unmute yourself. Yeah, ma'am. unmute yourself on the bottom. Unmute yourself. Unmute yourself, Lynn. Sorry, I was nice by the way. unexpected. Ooh, do you have headphones? Because we're getting an echo on your uh, laptop. Uh, you got to unmute yourself. Yeah, ma'am. unmute um, yourself on the bottom. Yourself. Unmute yourself. Unexpected. Do you have headphones? Because we're getting an echo on your uh, Let me go look. Laptop. She'll be back. We'll, we'll bring her back in as soon we'll as she comes again. back. Yep. She got to get some headphones. You got it. But that was funny. Nice t-shirt though. Really do like the t-shirt. Yeah. Good looking t-shirt. Looks just like ours. Hmm. Thomas, I think you're right. That is why so many vets commit suicide. An intense part of a team, once they leave, they can't deal with not ever having that in their life again. Absolutely. Well, actually, I think the biggest part is, um, for instance, uh, I was talking to my friend because he's a counselor, the VA. He does, he finds guys jobs after you get out of the military. And, uh, we were having a discussion one night. We brought up the whole point of, you know, why vets don't talk to the VA counselors if they realize that they were vets. And I said, well, what have you ever done to tell a vet that you're a vet? He said, well, I got all the shit on my wall. I said, but yeah, what did you tell him though? You can put up, dude, you can hang signs from the fucking rafters until you tell me that you chewed on some of the same dirt. I'm not going to trust you. When I hear that you've chewed on some of the same dirt that I've chewed on, tell you what, then we'll have a conversation. But until that point, I, I don't want to hear that. Oh, I, I, I serve. Okay, great. Good. What were you, did you do like one of the, you know, more professional cores? Like you were an admin doing paperwork or, <coughs> you know, or maybe you were a medic. Who knows? Maybe you were. I, I don't know. That's the problem. Vets have a, a trust issue. We have a trust issue. That's not a, it's not a fear issue. It's not a scared issue. It's a trust issue. We want to talk to people that have been through the same shit we've been through because we know when we talk about shit that the rest of the public doesn't want to hear. We know that you're not going to judge us. That's, that's the fear. That's the scared part for us because what we're scared of is being judged for what we've done. That's what my thing. That's what I think a lot of the vets are committing suicide over because they go talk to these people and they have, they're talking to kids, folks. They're talking to 23 year olds have absolutely no idea what these guys have been through, what they've chewed on, what they've seen. I could tell you one day that I was in Iraq and I guarantee it would turn every single stomach in here. And I guarantee you guys would probably never listen to us again because you'd be like, you're a savage. No, I'm not a savage. I killed savages. That's what I did. It brings Justin to mind. Oh, of course, whenever we talk about anything, it brings Justin to mind. But, um, and he wasn't a vet. He didn't, he was never in combat, but he experienced such a level of trauma when he was a child. And he finally was convinced, and this was just before he died. Um, he was convinced to, to talk to someone about it. He got himself a therapist and he told her everything. And you know what happened? She cried. She wept. She bawled. She couldn't handle it. She couldn't handle hearing it. PC native. Let and me tell you something. I was talk to anyone else. I was part of the Frozen Chosen. I was part of First Battalion, Thirty Second Infantry Regiment. I know exactly what the Frozen Chosen is. I was part of that unit. One of my initial units in the army. 
So you can tell your father that I was a member of that company at one point. But I mean, that's really what it boils down to. That's my belief. It's always been my belief. I mean, I saw it in Justin. He was a civilian who was never in the military. And he told me the same shit. He's like, dude, I went to a therapist and they started crying. What am I supposed to do? And I was trying to explain to him that there are other ways to deal with it. He, he, he uh, well, whatever. That was- it's why recovered drug addicts make the best counselors. Yeah, because they've already been through it. They They know what it's like. That's why veterans are the best. But the veterans that we have doing these jobs now, they're not the veterans that need to be talking to these guys. Guys like me need to be talking to these guys. And I don't want to talk to these guys because I know what they've been through. I don't, quite honestly, I'm not even at peace with what I've done. I don't want to talk. I don't want to relive it again. I've already relived it enough. I don't think I could relive it every day in my life for 365 days a year. I think I'd go nuts. Pretty sure I would. I'm pretty sure I would lose my mind because it's just something you, that trauma being brought back into your life every day, it's pretty severe. It's fucked up. Exactly. Same is true of pedo survivors. Unless you've been there, I won't talk to you about it. So who's going to help these kids? (laughs) Oh shit. All these children. It's great that Tim Ballard rescued that little girl and that little girl's been and fucked up for the rest of her, rest life, of her life. So is her brother. They'll never be able to have a normal life. A, a, what we a, consider a normal, a life. normal, healthy relationship. Yeah, eight hundred thousand a year in the United States alone, two million a day. Yeah, we don't talk about it at parties, but we'll talk about veterans all day long. I, that's my point. How, why aren't we talking about these kids? Because that's way more important than veterans. Look, we're going to die soon. We've lived our life. We get it. We know that. We know life is finite. We know it's got an ending point. We know eventually we're not going to be here on the earth anymore. But these kids just started. Their lives have been just started. snatched away from them. Their innocence, their childhood has just been snatched away from them without a thought or care for someone else's disgusting pleasure. That's the fucked up part. It's another adult. It's not. Yep. All right. Anyway, let's bring Lindsay in now. I think she found her headphones. Hopefully. You there, Linz? Okay. Unmute yourself again. Or can you, can you hear us? She can talk. We can hear her, but we can't hear. She can't hear us. I can't hear her. Nope. We can hear you. A little bit. If you speak up. Nope. Hmm. Nope. I think your green screen's really fucking up your image. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. All right. Audio difficulties. See, that's why we got to do the phone. The phone works better. I know. So you just plug well, it right in the dash, the, the soundboard. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Well, stupid. All right. All right. Is it is it echoing? Hi. Yay! We can. No, hear we you. can hear you. Look at that. She can but she it. can't hear us. I can hear y'all now. Okay. Good. Fantastic. You just got a massive delay. Yeah. So, Linz, how do you deal with fear? Uh, well, what do I do? How, how do you deal with fear? What do I do? What do I do with my hands? My hands are here. What do I do with my hands? Uh, how do I do? I don't fear anything. 
but God. Too easy, right? There you go. Seriously, don't fear anything but God. Because God is the almighty, ultimate. If if you're going to fear anything, fear God. Anything else is trifles. Yeah. So I just don't have any fear. Perfect. That's it. The mindset. It is the mind killer. Mm -hmm. You create your own reality. And if you create that reality around fear, then you're living in your own hell of your own making. Fear is a liar. Bingo. So, Like an elite group. Yes. Very elite. Mm -hmm. The frozen chosen. Yes, they were. Well, no, they were a basic, they were a basic infantry group. They were an infantry battalion that was trapped on the chosen reservoir was second Marine battalion. When second Marine battalion got trapped or pinned down by the Koreans, uh, the whole battalion was surrounded with one company from uh, first battalion, 32nd infantry regiment, which fought the chosen reservoir, which they don't tell you about. And two of the metal bonners that came out of the Trozen Reservoir, the third one being going to uh, Chester Puller, two of them went to Army guys. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. saying. Anyway. Anyway. Um, well, you want to smoke again real quick with Lindsay on the air before she, we get out of here? She have a pipe. Finish this. Oh, never mind. It's empty. Oh, no way. Oh, no way. No, we didn't. I don't think we even brought the weed in. No, but I got this one. It's still full. Ooh, I can it? smoke this one. Yeah. Mm, That's eh. still got some in there. Meh. Okay. A little bit. We can still smoke. I mean, we can always smoke. Look at that. See? She's got her little vape. Yeah, it's all good. Sorry, there's a delay. I don't yeah. know how yes. to fix it. Large delay. It's don't worry be, about it. The internet sucks. Don't, don't hate me, Mick. No, don't worry about it. The internet sucks. It, it will break soon, so we're all fucked. But yep. So uh, get it ready if you got it. This would be a double smoke night because it's Independence Day. Happy birthday, America! Remember, friends, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were written on hemp paper. Our founders got high every day. They loved the sticky icky. Shit, George Washington had a farm of the Sticky Icky. He sure did. And he called it the Sticky Icky. Yep. Justin taught me that. The Sticky Icky. So smoke it if you got it. Yep. It'll uh, decalcify your pineal gland. That fluoride has been clogging up got pain it's going to get rid of it and once you get your whole cannabinoid system rolling you're not going to feel pain anymore at all pretty much you're not really going to get high anymore either but you know you'll still operate <laughs> you do what you can yes apparently the jamaicans like this song good the other night because we got comments last night about it they were like hey that's a great smoke dude Great song to smoke to. I don't think there's anything left in that thing. No, nope, it's, it's kicked. Is that one in it? I mean, we have weed everywhere, you know? Seriously, weed everywhere. If not, I might have some in here. Nope. 
very little. Yeah. You still hit that. Gotta wait for the plants to grow up again. Gotta plant more seeds tomorrow. Tomorrow's planting day. Good. Sunday can't was wait. harvest day. Tomorrow's planting day. So. Because we got a. Uh, we got some good seeds to put in the ground. We do have some good seeds. Well, we'll start them in eggs, but then we'll put them in the ground. You know. That'll be pimp. Yep. Ooh, the good stuff. All right. So, Linz, what are you doing for Independence Day besides chilling with us? Um, re- probably just doing research. Damn, and, uh You sound like you'd live a boring life. You like didn't go see any fireworks or anything? Well, it's hard to kind of celebrate 4th of July with everything going on. So I'm going to probably just... Um, well... Yeah, you got to wait. Got to wait till the end. Yep. Uh, I'll probably do research and try to continue to figure out what's going on in the world. And then um, read a a book maybe and um, go to work tomorrow. (laughs) Fun times. You know, it's it's interesting you say that about... When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah bear. Nah bear. Give them the nah bear. Fucking stupid we are. Anyway. You said it, it's hard to celebrate the 4th of July with everything going on in the world. And, you know, it's really interesting because it's true on both sides. And I hate that there are two sides. But on the left... They don't want to celebrate the 4th of July because they hate America. And they straight up say that. And on the right, we don't want to celebrate the 4th of July because we love America and we understand that our freedom's already been taken away from us. So what do we have left to celebrate? So. One of the things, let's end on a bit of hope. I always hope. Keep moving forward. There is no end. 1774, a riot broke out in Paris, France. Turned into the third French revolution. Okay. That was just prior to 1776, 1776. We were unsure of who French France was. We were unsure of who took charge. We were unsure of what we could depend on out of them. Oddly enough, France came through like a motherfucker for the U S brought in a whole fleet of ships under a new King. And they said, watch this, hold my beer. We're watching the same thing almost unfold almost the same way it did in 1776 right now in front of us. Paris, France, they're they're saying that Paris is gone, that it's fallen, that France has fallen, blah, 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 all this other shit. Got to wonder what we're going to have in France after this, when this all finally settles down and what will happen to us at the end of this. Because at the end of the last French Revolution, our revolution began. That's true. We got to wonder, where do we sit right now in the tables of time? If time is a constant repeating circle of interludes of different dimensions and everything's connecting at the same time, 
kind of make you wonder where we kind of sit right now because you got to sit here and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. If Paris is burning, the government's about to topple. That means we're right behind it. Well, speaking of, no, oh, I didn't want to do that. That's the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. No, nope. I want to share school. the screen. You were going. I was school. new school, re really, but okay. Um, it's this That's one. Over. There we go. Now, this is in French and it's uh, translated on the bottom in English. So I'm going to drop the volume and speak um, her words. But and apparently it's right or wrong. this woman is like is is kicking out uh, Macron and taking over. We'll see. Depuis plusieurs jours, s'est instauré dans le pays un état de désordre pandémique, de violence et de destruction, de destruction dont les images et les échos sont glaçants de brutalité. Dans une république qui se respecte, aucun événement, même dramatique, aucune raison, même émotionnelle, ne peut légitimer une anarchie de Les attentes aux personnes, les attaques contre les policiers et les pompiers, les mises à sac de mairies, les incendies d'écoles, les pillages de magasins, les politiques ou les syndicats politiques qui ont pris la responsabilité d'exonérer moralement ces agissements criminels sont d'eux-mêmes sortis du champ républicain. Ils emporteront une responsabilité indélébile devant la nation et l'histoire. Même lorsqu'ils seront débordés par le mouvement de violence insensé, ils ont encouragé, voire initié. J'appelle tous les citoyens à se défier de ces forces antirépublicaines et extrémistes qui, par leurs appels indirects à la sécession et leur connivence avec la violence, conduisent le pays sur les disorder. Ces violences récurrentes depuis des années sont désormais à des niveaux jamais atteints et touchent maintenant tout type de communes, de la plus petite centre des grandes villes, y compris le cœur de la capitale. Ces événements épouvantables ramènent nos dirigeants à la réalité, les livraient d'un pouvoir solitaire et de folles constructions idéologiques, notamment en matière d'immigration et de l'accès aux leur avait fait perdre de vue. La prospérité d'un peuple, l'ordre et la paix civile comme la cohésion sociale ne relève pas d'une grâce humaine, mais pour toute nation d'une attention tous les instants, d'un combat de tous les jours. Notre pays, lui, entre dans une période d'incertitude et d'inquiétude. Comme responsable de la première force j'entends m'en tenir à la ligne de conduite qui est la nôtre, de ne rien faire, qui puisse empêcher ou entraver l'action des autorités légitimes qui ont en charge l'ordre. J'apporte tout mon soutien à l'ensemble des forces de sécurité déployées pour faire cesser ces émeutes. De mon côté, j'appelle à la cessation des violences, soit par l'intervention spontanée, comme ces parents admirables de courage et de civisme qui vont chercher leurs enfants entraînés dans des folies destructrices, soit dès que cela est nécessaire, par la force légitime de la loi et de la justice. Face à des hordes prises d'une rage destructive, une rage sans limite, il n'y a pas d'autre solution immédiate que le retour à l'ordre républicain par le biais de couvre-feu sectoriel et si la situation devait perdurer ou s'aggraver par la déclaration d'urgence. 
Il est essentiel que toutes les forces de l'État, souvent dispersées à l'extérieur ou dans des actions subalternes, se concentrent sur la situation intérieure d'un pays qui, dans toute son histoire, a su vaincre les forces d'assainissement. D'ores et déjà, comme responsable de la première force politique d'opposition, je demande au président de la République de recevoir sans plus attendre les formations représentées à l'Assemblée nationale pour révoquer la situation grave du pays et les initiatives que la République doit engager pour la sauvegarde de la liberté et de la sécurité publique. So, when you, you hear that, what does that say to you? France has fallen. No, no, no. What does it say to you? No. Listen, folks, this should be in our, we should have a crystal ball right here, mm -hmm. right, right, right in this general area. And literally, in this general area, where we have this crystal ball, we should be looking into it, seeing France. Listen, these are all liberal agendas that are going on right now in France that are echoing through time, if you will, that are now showing us our current future. If we do not stop what's happening in this country today, today, if the United States people, and I'm not talking Republican or Democrat, I don't give a fuck. If the people don't stand up and we do not take control of our country again, we're doomed to lose it forever. We really are. Because the one thing that we could do today, A, even nonviolently, is very simple. Just stand up and say no. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think we're getting to that point in the country where everybody's just like, no, I don't, I don't trust black, white, blue, brown. It doesn't matter. Just say no. Everybody's pretty much coming to the point, no. No, no, no. This doesn't make any sense anymore. Why do we have this 94-year-old doddering fool in the fucking White House who doesn't even know when to shit or get off the pot, let alone whether he should be on an interview or walk off stage? And you keep trying to piss on my back, tell me it's raining, and then say, oh, well, that was just a mistake. He didn't know, guys. Mm, uh, Thomas, Algerian thugs were firing machine guns in the air to show strength. Where did they get those? They got them off of eBay. They bought them from it. Probably from, from Ukraine. Well, either Ukraine or Afghanistan. Wherever they my, were ours, My guess. Wherever we left them behind. Either we left them, them behind or they paid with M4s to get AKs sent somewhere else. It, it, none of this is directly our fault. However, all of this is our fault. Why? Because we were. We used to be the silent majority. We used to be the guys, nah, no, no, no. I'm just going to, I'm just going to wait it out. We, we used to be those guys. It's fine. It's nothing to be wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. You can do that. The point is, is now we can't be. Now we have to stand up. Now we can't sit back on our laurels and wait anymore for somebody else to come along and do the right thing. You're that guy now. Times change. You're that dude. You're the guy that's got to make the right choice here. We can't go around hoping anymore that somebody else is going to come do the job for us. It's not going to happen. It's like being in the military, waiting on paperwork. Hmm. The worst feeling in the world. You want to know why? Because I wasn't doing it. Nobody gives a shit about my paperwork unless I'm doing it. And that is the biggest point. And we as Americans are sitting here waiting on what, Trump? 
Really? Trump who just endorsed Lindsey Graham for the third or fourth fucking time? And quadrillion down on the jab again. I, I mean, how much more do we have to hear from the same guy who supposedly is for us, but yet his shot that they're putting in people's arms is killing people? When do we finally go, fuck, what's wrong with us? Hmm. It's a simple solution. It's time that the silent majority stops being silent. You know, the, as we say, the elites, the evil ones, have to tell us what they're going to do. And they tell us through movies and TV shows and books and all kinds of things. They have to tell us what they're going to do because that way, if we do nothing, we're implicit. We're complicit and they're absolved of guilt. In the grand scheme of things, they're not wrong about that. They tell us what they're going to do and we do nothing. Whose fault is that? It's kind of like the snake in Babylon or well, in the Garden of Eden. When the snake tells Eve, oh, yeah, you, you shouldn't eat that. But eat it. Go see The Sound of Freedom once you've seen that movie. It's the same thing. It'll open your eyes. Look around. Do you see you that right happening? You see a child with a crown tattooed on them? Yeah. Especially any young child mm -hmm. with a tattoo, first of all, because you know- What are you, you going to do? In America, you can't get those until you're what? 17, but you can get a sex change operation when you're 12 without your parents' consent. Just saying. What are you going to do? You're going to wait for a white knight to come and save you. Or you're going to save yourself. You know, you know, a lot of people keep asking, why is this going on? Why is this going on? Why is this going on? And I, I keep looking at people and I say, because of you, you keep asking the question. You're not even looking at, you're not even identifying that you have a problem. Your problem is that you've given so much power to this government. And I used to work for it. So I know you've given so much power to this government. You've just blindly just said, yes, I believe in what you're telling me. Boom, blindly. And don't get me wrong. They've got about 40 years worth, 40 years worth of filling your Propaganda, heads. Propaganda, indoctrination. 40 years worth of filling your heads full of bullshit. You've watched it on NBC, ABC, CBS, because they've all been controlled. They're state-run media. They're nothing different than what the communists had in Russia. It's nothing different. The only difference is here we have entitled it as liberty. You all know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. You've seen the same reports where they report on the same shit using almost exactly the same word. And we go, wait a minute. How did you get that? Unless you all had a specific script to read. And then you realize, fuck, it's been going on for years. Fuck years. It's been going on for decades. Fuck decades. Centuries. We're talking centuries Millennia. in some of these, in some of these cases. So then I ask, this one question, and it's a question that army guys used to ask in the back of Humvees all the time. So if you're the guy getting fucked in the ass or you're the guy fucking the guy in the ass, which one of you is gay? And that's a great question because when you apply that to this situation where we've kept our mouths shut, where in the last 20 years, We've gotten constantly fucked directly in the ass. 
Who's the gay one in that one? Is it the government or is it us? Because you, you got to ask that question. I'm sorry. This is one of those situations where right now I've been pleading with you all for years. We have to open our eyes. We have to look at this. This is not a narrow band problem. This is a very large scale problem. And it's been echoing through time. We play a video in the beginning. And thank God we love you, Liana, because you found that video for me. I've been asking for somebody to find a video where the past is yelling at us saying, look, we fought for this once. You're coming up on it a second time. There's a problem. If you're coming up on a time two, you should refer to document A. And if you look at our documents as A, B, and C, well, then tell you what. What you see is the Declaration of Independence. You look at the Constitution, which would be B, and the Bill of Rights, which would be C. And if you go back to A, A is the reason we were pissed off in the first place. And if you're not pissed off by reading A and hearing all of A, I, I, I don't know what else to say hmm. because that is what where we have pounded our rights. We beat the shit out of the constitution. They have torn it to the shreds. We have obliterated what the constitution originally stood for. We now have Congress people asking to take the rights away from the highest judicial body in the land, which is the Supreme court. And I'm sitting here going, do you realize what you just did to the Constitution? You pretty much took a torch, you lit a fire under that bitch and let it go up in smoke. There's a reason that there's three levels of the government that are exactly the same. Because not one part is a part or can make all the laws. They need all three parts to combine, which is a lot of people. I get it. The U.S. is a lot of people. But this government is way too big and it's got way too much power mm -hmm. and it's been yielding that power on the American people for well over 150 years now, just so you're aware. If you're not aware and this is your wake-up call, this is a crash course in being red-pilled. I'm telling you right now, this is no bullshit. For 150 years now, our media has been state-run media. It hasn't been anything else. I can guarantee that. Anyway, I think it's time to get out of here. We're going to barbecue, uh, barbecue up some ribs. I got all the ducks in. So actually, Liam got one of them in. It was pouring down rain, and the ducks didn't want to go out in the rain. So, um, no, they wanted to be out in the rain. No, they didn't no, want to go hiding in. under the bushes. They yeah, but they were hiding from you because you were trying to get them out of the I rain. Wow. They wanted to play in the rain. They love the water. Picked Blueberry They're up ducks. and carried him in. And um, anyway, I got Blueberry the other doesn't give in. a shit. No. <laughs> blueberry is the original blueberry duck farm. yes when so, justin named when he came up with that name that duck became blueberry, blueberry duck farts. right yep. off the bat yeah um so uh yeah but we've got to go make some dinner feed the dogs and all that good stuff gotcha so we'll be back tomorrow yep mm -hmm. 5 45 mm -hmm. you all have a blessed independence day um i hope you had and uh god bless the usa and uh happy birthday america um, we are here today. We'll be here tomorrow. Get ready for round two because it's coming. But I'm telling you right now, I, I start preparing, please just do me a favor. Even if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, 
You can yell at me later. I'm fine. I'll take a beating. I don't give a shit. You want to come down here and beat the shit out of me? Do it. Then we'll drink some beer and have a good time. Mm -hmm. Smoke some weed. Maybe do some other shit. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Either way, we will be back 545 tomorrow night um, for the pre-show, 6 p.m. for the start of the show. Of course, you can also check out Miss Liana tomorrow morning at 9.05. She's over on Pilled and Rumble. Um, She does a damn good show, and it's five hours of fucking freedom because guess what? I get to listen to it all through my day at work. So you guys should too. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of people in here today, probably because we're the only one broadcasting on the 4th of July. <laughs> probably because we're the only psychos that would do this. Exactly. Um, that's okay, though. So Hey, uh, I don't mind doing it. You know, it's a lot of fun. If this is your first I, time here with our family. Here, this is your first time here. We broadcast every night, um, Monday through Friday. We do the news at, generally at 6 p.m. Uh, Tuesdays, we go a little earlier because usually Josh is on. A little bit earlier on Tuesdays, he comes on after us on the Red Pill Project, but every day, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, I do kind of a homesteading health show, teaching everyone how to grow your own food as I'm learning to do myself. And uh, medicinal purposes for all kinds of things. all sorts of different yeah. plants that are out yeah. there that you can grow naturally that yeah. you, hey, you no longer need the government for because exactly. you can do it. Yep. And then on Sundays, we have everyone's favorite show, which is True Spiracy. Yes. Well, which is which where is we blow up conspiracy all the theory conspiracy show, theory show. A lot of Bible in there because the Bible is the OG conspiracy theory. Um, the OG conspiracy theorist. Exactly that too. I'd agree with that. So uh, anyway, so welcome and we hope to see you all again. Yeah. We're uh, currently releasing the scratch over on the pilled side. So yep. for all you folks over on pilled, scratch is out. You got minute. it. We appreciate you all come by tonight. And again, we hope you had a great independence day. Uh, we appreciate you spending the end of it with us. Go enjoy some fireworks. Um, and yeah, fuck yeah. America, America, heard either way. America. Uh, love you all. It's the Have United a- States of America, for God's sakes. Come on. No, it's the United States of America. I know it's America. God damn it. Damn it. It won't go back. This there. is there the United States of America, for God's sake. There you go. So either way, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night, 545 again for the pre-show, 6 p.m. tomorrow night for the show. Y'all have a great night for the Mick. And me, Lynn. We'll talk to you later, fuckers. Thanks for watching. Y'all have a great night. Yeah, it's on you. you I know got to take us out. And you were just yeah, sitting there I'm looking at sitting it. sitting here going, what the I'm higher than fuck. <laughs> Look at me. Bye, y'all. Bye.
Fuck around and find out. Love my country, love my. 